Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your Uncle Silk. 3535 of my black. And Dan. No What's special up, intro for me today. What's up, Dan? Hi, Dan. Up, I don't know about that hey. normal intro. You hey, come fella. Out with, you, <laughs> you came out lit last week. Then you come out with, with just with just hey. Hey. You know, I was, I was just looking on Twitter to see if I missed any like new cool ways to say what's up or what's happening, but I didn't I didn't see him. So <laughs> well, you know guys, well, you me, know I'm not in the cool crowd, you know that. Well let me just tell you right now, Dan, hey is for horses, so you need a new one. Howdy, partner. <laughs> if that if that doesn't give you an idea of what the music I'm gonna pick tonight is, whoo! Oh, oh shit, I forgot it's your week. <laughs> oh man. Damn. I say sorry to the listeners. Yeah, we apologize in advance. All right. If he shit, if he shits the bed this time, we're giving him suspension, man. Yeah. How y'all boys? How y'all boys celebrate the fourth? I went to a buddy's house. I had a good time. We had a barbecue, man. It was an entire week. It was an entire week worth of activities. We uh, went to Burns on Wednesday night, which is a, a nice steakhouse here in Tampa, uh, with a bunch of friends. And then uh, on Thursday, we just barbecued all day. I think it was like nine or ten hours that we were out there. Nice. Barbecue and pool party, playing lawn games, real honky stuff. And then uh, Thursday, did some day drinking. Friday or Saturday, just kind of did the same thing. Uh, went out on the boat, took it out to St. Pete, uh, hung out with Newburgh's people for a while, those types of folks down there in downtown St. Pete. And uh, other than that, checked out uh, Stranger Things. So it was a, it was a pretty chill uh, weekend, but uh, but all in all, it's good to good to break for work. What about you, Ahmad? Talking about pretty chill weekend after you just named all that. Yeah, right. Just there. <laughs> pretty chill. I want your weekend. Hey, more than welcome. More than welcome, man. The last time you were here, you didn't even let me know. You were Corey. Listen, I, right? I, I thought you probably called me just for the lawn games and the honky stuff. I didn't want to do none of that, bro. I just, I, I, I might go on the boat, but it depends. I don't know. <laughs> I'll probably going out because then you might, you might try to push me off or some shit. Then oh, we got life jackets. Black jackets. Jackets. Um, um, Dan, you know. Hey, I didn't, I didn't say anything. Just let you, you know that we're <laughs> adequately compared with uh, life jackets. <laughs> you definitely, you definitely was thinking that, Dan. All right. Yeah, I, I just want to make sure that if you're gonna hop on the boat, you're safe. That's all. <laughs> I'm down for all the boat shenanigans. Definitely. Yeah, man. But I, I, I just chilled and uh, I, I went over to Orlando for the weekend. I, I did uh, Fourth of July in Gainesville uh, over at a buddy's house. Um, but you know, for over the weekend, we went to Orlando Saturday. I took my daughter skating, man. We went skating. Family went skating. I tried to get, I tried to get on the rollerblades, man. I can't, I can't seem to grasp the rollerblade thing anymore. I guess I'm too old for rollerblades. I like too the, old for rollerblades. I, I like, I like the old school. I feel like Ti out that thing skating. I like, I like the old school, but I feel like rollerblades is around your era. That's when it was popular. Definitely your era. Yeah, it is my era, but I just, I feel like I can't. I don't know. I can't do it anymore. I, I, it's the for, the old school is like easier. Know, yeah, man. that's where I'm at with. I just I I, I like but to trust. Maybe I'm uncoordinated. I don't know, so. Yeah, I trust four wheels uh, spread apart, bro. It just seems safer. Hey, we both was in Orlando. We didn't hit each other. I went to Orlando as well. On the fourth, we didn't do much. We uh, I usually spend the fourth with my parents, and and that's how the family. But they all went out to Cali to, to visit my brother. So, uh, we just did some at the house. Uh, did like a seafood boil here with my family. And then we went out to the park out in Royal Palm, watched some fireworks, and, and chilled out there for the evening. They had food trucks out there and all the type of activity. So we just hung out there, man. But over the weekend, went to the fourth. I mean, to Orlando. Checked out Volcano Bay. Pretty dope. How, how, hey, favorite, how was my favorite part now, bro? Probably my favorite part. I, I, I'm, I'm a simple park guy. SeaWorld was my spot. 
just because it's chiller. I can chill out a little more with the kids and the lines ain't crazy. And Volcano Base right up that alley, man. Some dope slides. The the lines and stuff, you can kind of clock yourself into a line and walk away and then watch a noti- notify you when you when it's your turn and shit. So it's pretty dope, man. I haven't been to a water park in like 15 years. Is it weird to go without kids or do I need to have kids in, in tow? No, you need kids out there, bro. It depends on if you're trying to wear a Speedo or you're trying to wear a regular trunks, all right? Bro, I'm going to tell you, man. It was Speedo and G-Strings. It was some, it was some interesting uh, sights out there, man. Like, oh, yeah. Go, I, I, yeah. Saw, I saw the guy wearing uh, shooting sleeves, too. Is he uh, shooting some J's after or? I, I literally asked him if he if he got five. He told me he had five, so I was like, right. <laughs> I, I got I got down. See, so take got, a quick uh, take a quick ride down the slide and then get back on the court. Cool right, down a always, bit. Always some dude who looked like he ain't really coordinated. Always got down, dog. Like, how, like, how, like that was me. That was he's me. a guy. He's a guy that started calling downs when they when they yep. start picking teams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, hey, bro, that's, you, that's who I was. I had a uh, and one like cutoff shirt. I would wear. Uh, some sweatbands. Um, I had the the, the freshest kicks. Um, I used to have like the oversized like and one shorts too, like the ones that are made for somebody <laughs> fifteen sizes too big. And uh, dude, I used to always call downs, and I would never ever 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 shoot the ball. I just passed the ball. I was just the guy. I was the energy guy. I was the coach guy. I was pointing guys on the court. I'm well, trying to embarrass myself they're, out there. They're, 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 they're picking teams. He's like, yeah, I got five. I got down, bro. And so why am I why am I having a hard time believing this after only because Rudell told us Dan could not do that. That's the only reason. That's the only way I have a hard time. Believing. I was I was a hockey guy. I was a hockey guy. No. Hey, Rudell was fronting. I was I was fast. I was athletic. Rudell just Rudell just wanted to give me credit on the pot. I get it. I get it. Cool. To say I'm uncoordinated and not fast, but I don't know. I don't know. But I would always call always call downs, and I I was terrible at basketball. That's like the one sport I could not pick up. Uh, I don't know what it was. Just, but, just I mean, I have an one, idea huh? of what it was, but just that one. Huh? I don't know what it is, Dan. But I you know <laughs> gonna keep my mouth shut on this yeah, one. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Right. It's like swimming. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so your your uh, dribbling probably matches the songs you uh, pick up. Oh my, dude! I was I was terrible at dribbling. Like I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't bad dribbling with my right hand. Obviously, I'm right handed. But if I ever tried to do like a crossover or you know through yeah. the legs, dude, That's it would not... just hit right off my thigh. And it was a as a turnover machine, you know. So I was a guy that stand at the top of the key, you know, point guys out, give a nice little uh, bounce pass over to them, and they'd probably miss the layup. But at least uh, at least I had the opportunity for an assist. That's all I cared about. Let him shoot. Let him shoot. Have, <laughs> <laughs> he won't <laughs> shoot. Nobody would ever guard me. Speaking of Zion, bro, you seen how they was guarding him the other night? Yeah. Like they were literally at the free throw line guarding this man. Dare shoot. shoot the ball. They, they were daring him to shoot the ball. Dude, like, was that – when he ripped the ball from that guy, was that not a foul? I, I mean, I could have swore it was. I mean, he mauled the dude. ESPN had wall-to-wall coverage. I don't know what they're going to do now with the uh, the summer league. Now that he's not playing the rest of the summer league, but man, they had a uh, a camera on him the entire game. So I don't know, man. Yeah. I think he's going to be good, but I don't know if he's that good. Yeah, especially if he don't develop that shot. You know, it's all it's, it's all going to depend on if he can develop his shot. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was the same. It, it was the same with LeBron too. He had to yeah. develop a, a shot and some moves. Right. right. So he, right. he, he got he got to develop a little bit. But let's get into some game shit, man. Uh, we had roster. Rosters and number updates today that came out from the official Gator page. 
What you boys think about Hendo and Tony getting that one both? I I love it, but you know I I would I would have probably gave it to one of them. What, what you think, Silk? I I don't know how I feel about. I mean, we we had it before. We had two I mean, guys offense and guy defense. Yeah, yeah, we done did it before. My initial when we first started talking about it, my opinion was that uh, Hendo was that guy, but yeah, for for them to go two, it just makes me just like get all warm and gushy inside thinking about. What Mullen got in store for Tony, dog? Like he gotta have something up his sleeve, brother. If you, if if you like it, I love it. I I can't complain. I love. It. I think he got what some shit up his sleeve, uh, Black. I, I love it. What, what about you, Dan? Um, I I mean I think Henderson. Well, we talked about this one in the first or second episode. I think Henderson deserved it. Uh, you know, Tony is a guy that it's uh, been electric, right? When he gets the ball in his hands, he's electric. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I want to see if he can do it more than two or three or four times a game. Um, but the only thing that I don't like about having two number ones is if they're two super electric players, I always want to leave the opportunity of having both of them on the field at the same time, especially on special teams for the two of them. Um, obviously that limits the opportunity for either one of them to be on special teams at the same time as the other. But, uh, no, I mean, I think that they both deserve it. I mean, I, they, they yeah, I mean, neither is a surprise. I'm not, I'm, um, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to because deserving, I don't think Tony deserves it. Yeah. But the, the potential has to be there. You know what I'm saying? There's something up Mullen's sleeve. I don't think he deserves it. I don't think he's worked hard to earn what, number what, one. What I think, what I've been hearing, man, is, is his offseason has been crazy. Yeah. I, I have been hearing his offseason has been phenomenal. So that may be one of the reasons why they, they let him slide in that. And also, for the simple fact, shoot. He 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 played like a number one. You know when he get the ball and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let get some touches. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I I think that he probably earned that number one for off season stuff and maybe some practice stuff and maybe leadership. Uh, maybe more so than on the field. I mean, who who knows, right? I mean, he could have an unbelievable year. And I'm not putting Kadarius Tony down at all, but I think he's been limited in some of the things that he's been able to do in the past. So I'm curious to see if he's been able to get better at some of those things. And so obviously with Florida having, what, six, seven, eight players deep at wide receiver, you may not rely on him to be a great blocker or uh, just a really good route runner. So I'm curious to see if he got the number one because he's the most electric player on offense, which he probably is in open space. But if he picked up on those other things that truly made him a good, well-rounded player, because Mullen said, what, number one is a dog, right? CJ Henderson, obviously a dog. I'm just not sure I see it with, with Tony from what I've seen before, but I could see it in the future. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why my, my, um, take on it when I first seen it was just like Muller just has to have something up his sleeve like that he expects him expects to see this fall to give him that number because as electric as he he has been in the past I don't think he's earned that number just yet I mean Hendo's been out there he's putting in the work whether it's hustle plays whether he's locking down his side of the field whether it's staying out of trouble like Hendo's earned that shit bro uh, we'll see, man. I like yeah. it for Tony, though. I'm excited yeah. about it, dog. And, and, my, and, and my boy Hendo got the haircut. Y'all forgot about that. And he's smiling in the new roster picture, bro. We might I go undefeated. You. We going undefeated because that's <laughs> <laughs> All right. Other other significant changes or, or freshman numbers we had on the roster. We had we got my man Kaya Elam. Should be wearing number five, which I like. Hendo's old number. Joe Hayden also wore number five, so it's a lot of history behind that one. So I, I like that number for him. Uh, Naquan Wright got six. I usually like my running backs with double digits. How you feel about six? 
on that I, point. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, uh, P. Ryan yeah. went from twenty-two down to two. Also, yeah. correct. Correct. So we got we got two running backs with single digits. I mean, you got to tote that pill. From what I know, coming in as a freshman and getting a single digit, you got to, man. They, they they about to show us something. That that's what that means. Out the gate, they're gonna show us yeah, something. Both 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 of them got double digits. I, I like it. I don't think there's pretty, a lot of other uh, roster change. I think Cruz back to number seven. He was got number seven. You got Zipper at number nine. He's got single digits. Yeah. You got to be something in the order. I'm excited to find out, though. Yeah, I'm excited to find out. What else? That's the only roster uh, as far as, like, new numbers. That's that's pretty much it. You got Summerall at 99. That'll look good on him with the fre- one of the freshmen. Uh, Diabody got 11. I like all that. And then you was just around the team, Black. You said you was at a workout. Hook us yeah. up, man. What you see? I actually poked my head in today uh, just, to, just to see how everybody was doing. Try to check on that locker room a little bit. It's not ready yet. I was trying to pick my head in there. But, uh, I, you know, my, my first stop always be Coach Savage. Um, that's, that's not by coincidence. I just, I don't know, he right there, you know, by the, by the door. And, and plus, you know, I like to get my day started off, start, my visit started off good with, with some intensity. Savage always give me a strong handshake. And I, always, I mean, it, it hasn't been one time I went in, went in that weight room and Savage had, you know, showed that he had having a bad day. He always upbeat. He always highly motivated. You know, I start my visit off by going, going to see Savage every time. So I stopped in there today, see Savage, and it was about to work out. And man, I can tell you right now, they was getting it in. I, 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 they was getting it in. And, you know, I, I mean, I can name a few guys that was in there. I, man, them boys was working in there. Who you like? Who, who you seen getting it in, man? Who, who leading out there in the workouts? Man, I, I, I was on there for a quick second. I seen Freddie Swain in there getting it in. Uh, uh, Cleveland in there getting it in. Uh, Juwan Taylor. I, and that's that, that's been, that's been my guy, you know. I, I love Wanny Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people be sleeping on him in the back end, you know. But he but he make plays. He make plays, you know. So he, he, we got experience back there. We got, yeah. you know, we got we got got some players back there that's that's done play some ball games for us. That Absolutely, should, that shouldn't be no excuse at all. Um, you know, like I say, Felipe in there showing that you know he, he's a leader. So you know, I was in there for a quick second, man, and just. I really, I, I really enjoy seeing them grind and go get it, man. And, and, and I'm, I'm excited. They look ready. They look I'm ready. Good. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I'm pulling up Friday night lights. I gotta see uh, camp that day as well. We had an exit. We had an exit from the program. Oh, Hold man. on, hey, Silk. Right before you do that, uh, one of the so, things that I wanted to shout out uh, Florida about was, you know, keep the guys. They, on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have, yeah, yeah, they have some guys that that are still with the program, unfortunately, for some health related reasons. Randy Russell, uh, Nick Smith, uh, and James Robinson. They're all still listed on there, and I think that that's awesome that they're doing that. Dope. I love it, man. Um, I talk to Randy Russell all the time. He, man, he hit me up. He texts me all the time. We chat. Good kid, man. He's still around the program, still doing a lot of positive things at UF. I'm not sure what J. Rob's doing. Uh, I don't really see him around that much, but it's dope that, that Dan Mullen and the staff just, just was thoughtful and, and kept them guys in mind when they put the roster out. I think it's well, dope. That, that, that goes what type of, type of relationship uh, Coach is trying to, trying to develop, man, what type of guys he bring in. It's, it's more than just football. Absolutely. And the guy, you know, Unfortunately, had this happen, um, but for a reason. You know, we don't, we shouldn't question God ever. Uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. Uh, but it's, but I just think it's so cool that Coach Mullen 
you know, stick to his word and, and have those guys around the team and still part of the team. Yeah, these guys go on the recruiting trail and tell them that it's, it's bigger than football. I mean, you got to show them that when they get injured and can't play ball anymore, that it's still bigger than football and it's really a family, man. I think it's dope. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. But let's get into this exit, man. My man Brian Edwards was a backup defensive back. I would say like third string. He, hit, he entered the transfer portal, which is a little late and weird time of the year to, to make that decision, but he hit the portal. How you feel about it? Uh, B. Edwards is a, is, is a good you – know, he's, he's, a, he's a good player. Uh, what he has, you can't teach. He he got the intangibles. He got the long arms, the long body. He's tall. He's long. Um, you know, he just I don't. Know, he, he he's there. I I think what it is is he he just got to learn how to finish. I think the finish is what what kill him. Sometimes man, it ain't it ain't you know it ain't, it ain't the route. What the, you know what they're running. You you could d up the whole route, but it it's all about the finish and how you end the play. And sometimes some people don't have that, that oomph in them, and I don't think he has that oomph in them. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was a big, I just can't finish. Yeah, I'm a big Brian Edwards fan. I watched him play uh, a lot of seven on seven ball and, and, and seeing him up and close personal day and also like during his high school career. I think he's a rangy kid, like you said. You can't teach length. Um, I don't know how focused he was on football. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know his mentor, who, who is who is Sean Face, one of the guys that's from South Florida that works out at USC right now, do some stuff for them or whatever. He used to ask me as well, like, what's going on? Why, why is he touching the field? Cause, and that's when number 12 was getting me. <laughs> you know, Chris Wilmer Williams was getting beat. He's like, hey, what's going on with B. Atwood, man? Why he ain't hitting the field? I'm like, I don't know. And um, I just think it was, was, it was a focus issue with him a little bit that was hurting him with getting on the field because I do think he was a better football player than 12. But now that he's gone, I mean, what do we lose? I mean, he was getting passed up by the freshman that got on campus uh, in January. So, I mean, some of the guys that were already there was passing him. He was away from the yeah. team for troubles, so that wasn't helping him with the depth chart. So he kind of buried himself and, and hurt himself with the trouble because he was already getting passed up by younger guys. Dan? Yeah, no, I mean, I wish the best for him. I mean, the only thing that it does is you lose that depth for either this season if, if there's some health issues um, mm -hmm. or obviously going into next year if you lose Wilson and Henderson. I mean, that's the only thing is you're just starting to get real thin back there. And I know that they're recruiting. They got some guys committed now, but – I mean, you could go into next year with a couple viable defensive backs and you really count on those guys for depth. And you, I don't know, that's the only thing that sucks about about him leaving. Uh, you know, I don't know if we got to see enough of him to, to prove if he can pan out or not. Um, I don't think he played. I mean, he didn't really play a ton for Florida and then obviously he had his off the field issues. You know, I hope for him he gets his head on straight, is able to land somewhere and, you know, can, can put his talent all together. Uh, but, that, I mean, that's the only thing, the only place where I think it hurts. I don't think that he's going to get a ton of snaps this year, but if a player or two go down, then – you know, then you're going to really rely on freshmen, which, you know, Black, you know, is tough to ask, a, you know, a freshman, no matter how talented they are, to come in and, and, and play and, and show out right away. Regardless, we're, we're going to have to depend on the freshman, regardless yeah. right. of where we're at now. It's, it's, it's just tough, you know, and, and like like I said, it, they made it okay for this for this transfer portal and all that. Like, you got to you, you have to understand, like, you know, I hope he does well. I, I really do. You know, be yeah. able to. He's a good kid, and I, I wish him the very best. <clears throat> but you got to understand what you're losing, right? You're, you're leaving University of Florida, a top 10 public school. Right. Right. We're talking about even if you don't go pro, which the odds are very slim right now. Right. Are extremely, yeah. uh, extremely slim right now. Why would you, why would you forfeit that, that top 10 public school degree 
to try to chase an NFL career. Not saying right. he won't, can't do it. Not saying that at all. Not saying that at all. He can go somewhere and flourish, you know, whatever the case may be. Chances, again, are very slim. Not saying right. nothing against him, but why would you Why would you risk and go to another school and get, and, and, and get a degree from somewhere like uh, Juco or, you know, wherever you feel like you're going to go and then wherever elsewhere, when you can get yeah. a public school degree and go do, you know, a, a plethora of things after after your graduation. Yeah, I mean, that's you make an interesting point. I mean, I wonder how much that has affected some of the guys on the roster now that don't get a ton of playing time that realize, hey, if I transfer somewhere else, I might get a little bit of playing time. But a degree from UF is better than Southern Utah, right? Or Nebraska, Omaha, wherever, it takes, right? It, it, so, it takes a certain kind of kid to recognize that, you know what I'm saying? Like, And a lot yeah. of these kids don't. They, they see the glitz and the glamour and want that NFL check. Like Kyle Trask, of course he sit there and like, you know what, I get this degree in. Graduate transfer is the move. Is to hit the books, graduate early, and you got that degree, and then you go play somewhere else another year or two. That's the move. But right. just transferring the transfer is, is is risky, and a lot of kids are like stuck out there in no man's land right now, with no place to go. But I think Brian Edwards will probably get reached out to, if not before he even put his request. In. I'm pretty sure Randy Shannon at UCF and yeah. other guys have already hit him up that that recruited him before, so he'll land on his feet. But like I said, what's on your feet? You feel me? Like that UF degree is something that's going to take care of your grandkids one day, bro. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean, I, w- I wish him the best, man. And and I know that he had those charges dropped, so I hope that he's able to get his uh, his life in order and his, his mind straight. And, and who knows, maybe a change of scenery will be best for him. For sure. For sure. Well, yeah, let's get into it. We have a man, Devaya Hammond out of Lakeland. Didn't make it in academically, so he's going ju- the JUCO route. So that's yeah. Now that's two kids that we missed out academic-wise. We had DeWan yeah. Black yeah. out of Mississippi, linebacker, and now we got Devaya Hammond. And we're still waiting on Wardrick Wilson's yeah. visa. He's, right, and we're still waiting on Deontay Marks. I saw R.J. Henderson announce today that uh, today's Monday uh, that right. he's all clear. Uh, so we're still waiting on Wardrick Wilson's visa issue, which I think they'll probably get figured out. I don't know. I mean, it's from the Bahamas. I don't. I imagine we'll be able to figure something out. Uh, and then, obviously, um, you know, Deontay Marks. It's what I'm being told with the visa thing. Now, I don't think a lot of people know this. I don't think it's per se uh, the visa itself. Okay. From what I'm being told, it's, it's an issue with uh, him being over here on the tourist visa and going to school and the NCAA may not accept. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You see what I'm saying? He was here yeah. on a different type of visa. He wasn't here on a student gotcha. visa. He was here on a tourist visa. Went yeah. to a school at a school that really wasn't a public school. So right. they're like kind of questioning his transcripts and if they're going to accept the grades. So I think that's the issue right now. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Um, and then Deontay Marks it looks like he's going to probably get in from from my understanding, but it'll probably be uh, just entering the fall. Yeah, I think he's waiting on the test score. We should they would they would probably know Wednesday. But we'll see on those two. But RJ was was definitely important. Yeah. Uh, one of the few true wideouts. We should be getting a, a, a big exit of the wideouts after this year. So all those kids counts this cycle and whoever we land or last cycle whoever we land this cycle definitely counts as well, especially at wide receiver. Offensive line, yeah. we got about seven of those guys. So right. you want everybody you can get because obviously we're recruiting for a reason, but right. We got five other guys on campus. Yeah, no, I, I mean, the the biggest thing is, is I, I just hope it's not a trend. 
to to lose these guys. I mean, that's the, that's the one thing I know you're going to lose guys every once in a while. A I know some of these guys that they took were were on the fence, and and sometimes it's worth taking them for the shot at making it worth it, kind of like R.J. Henderson was. But man, it, to to lose two guys, uh, I don't think that they've lost two guys in a class in over a decade. I don't even know do. this. I can't even remember the last time we lost a kid to, to not qualifying. So uh, to lose two in one class and, and to potentially have, you know, that visa issue as a third and then, you know, assuming Deontay Marks gets in. But but if not, I mean, that's four guys to lose to academics. I don't know if that's a, a staff issue. I don't know if that's a support staff issue, but that, that can't happen because that, that really hurts your ability to build depth. I mean, and, I, here's my question. Oh, go ahead. Oh, here's my question. Do did they, they – I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Do I know everybody's saying it's pretty much the same way that said like when, when kids get accepted in these schools, but it got to be a certain way. Like they have to be caught off guard about some the way Mississippi State did things and the way we do things. It's got to be something off of it. Yeah, like this, you know what I'm saying? Like this, Florida, some, some Florida administrative higher, Yeah, Florida has higher standards. Uh, they're not as high as everybody thinks they are. I mean, it's not like getting a a normal high school kid in, right? Like, obviously, there's there's ways for them to get around it, but it is more difficult and more challenging to get into UF, uh, Missouri, Texas A&M than it is to get into to Mississippi State or some of these lower caliber schools. And you know, no offense to them, but it just is. You know, the admission department is going to do what they can, but they, I mean, you you have to have those minimums and obviously they have to qualify for the NCAA on their sliding scale and everything else. But Florida's admissions department is just a little bit tougher. Um, and I think part of that has to do with the fact that they operate separately as a UAA and a university. I think they try to maintain an arms like distance, you know, so people don't, you know, conspire about them. So there, but it's definitely more challenging. I remember when I worked in the recruiting office, you know, we would talk to kids, Hey, I know this is what you need to get in per the NCAA standards. If that's all you're looking for, you can go to West Virginia, but if we need you to do a little bit more than that. And uh, I think that that's where Florida's getting caught up in this. Uh, and that just means that they've got to get their support staff more well-rounded so that they know this kind of stuff. But you can't lose two, three, four guys. I mean, I mean that, that throws a huge wrench into your plans. And that means you could have taken four other guys, right? Not saying that these guys won't come back in a couple years after JUCO. You know, Black seems like he's a Gator. Hammond says he's a Gator. But, you know, we see how this mostly works out. you got to yeah. get those and now, or you got to take a shot on those guys that you know for sure are going to get in. Now, to all these young guys, you know, hear us out. All these guys that's watching it or listening to the show, uh, this this should be this should be a teaching tool. You should you guys should put this in your arsenal to to understand the importance of your education. And and it, I know we sound cliche, but you got to get your books, fellas. You have to. And not saying, you know, apparently these guys didn't, um, but it only gets harder when you leave high school. So if you can't get it in high school, come on, fellas. I don't everybody, know. Like, everybody, wants to, everybody wants everything. You know, everybody wants to help mom. and we can, You can help mom, but help mom in, in the classroom. That's how it's going to start. That's how you pay your mom bills. Absolutely. That's how you do it right there in the classroom. That's how you start. That's the first, pro- that's the first step of the process. It's a million. This is my, my my take on this has always been like during the recruiting process. It's a million kids, million people around these kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what's at stake. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did this person like some of the grades I be hearing about? Like, how? 
A yeah. 1.7? Like, how? Yeah. Like, this kid is such a like high-profile athlete. All these people around him involved in his recruitment. And he's failing? Like, some of it just, like, it just, you just got to clean up some of the culture around yeah. high school football and mm-hmm. recruitment. It's, like it's a lot of dirty stuff. Everybody want to be involved in the picking and choosing. But nobody's really helping out making sure the kid's actually taking care of what you got to take care of. And it's so hard to bounce back from that low of a GPA. I mean, if you have three years of like a 2.0 and you need a 2.5, it takes a lot of work to get that up to a 2.5. I know you can replace classes. I know you can take extra classes. But then you're asking these kids to go to school full time, play football, you know, do their own physical training, everything else, and then take more classes on top of that to try to replace those grades. I mean, school doesn't come easy for a lot of people. And the more you set yourself back, the harder it's going to be to get in. You know, I don't fault these guys. I'm sure these kids busted their ass the last, you know, six months of school. But you can't forget that there's like 36 months of school before that, before you realize, oh, shit, I got to get to college. So these high schools got to do more to surround that culture. These seven-on-seven coaches got to do more. And then, obviously, you know, these coaches got to make sure that they're doing whatever they can to keep them on track. And I think that I think that what Mullen does is he does a really good job of building relationships with parents. So hopefully, as they continue to do that and, and develop those over the years, that really continues to harp on them of, hey, you've really got to get at least a 2.5 and at least a, you know, a 1,000, right? Like, you, yeah. you can't just get the bare minimums. We had some bad news over the weekend, fellas. Um, Mr. Two Bits passed away on us. George Edmondson. Yeah. Hi. Legendary Gator, man. How you feeling about it, Dan? You know, I you know, I went to UF and Omaha did, but but I know, you know, Silk, you did. I know that there's a bunch of people that don't listen to this podcast that didn't. It shows you that you don't have to be a UF student or a UF alum to be a gator. So that's what I love about him. I hope to put a statue of him on like the northwest end zone on that side. Uh, I think he's a guy that deserves a statue. I mean, nobody, there's very few people that embody the Gators like he does. You know, it's him and Steve Spurrier and like maybe Tim Tebow, right? But I mean, those guys that just bleed orange and blue. So, you know, it's sad to see him go 97 years old, man. He lived a full life, which has me thinking, man, I think he did the Mr. Two-Bit stuff until – what, 2013, 2014, which means he was well into his 90s and he was yeah. still uh, still chanting. But, uh, you know, sad, man. Good guy. Good guy. Got to meet him. He lived a full times. life, man. Yeah, you yeah. can't. You can't. Yeah, that's like, if I can live to be that old, I mean, it's a blessing. He lived a full life. We lost a great, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be so cool in like 10 years to have people, you know, come back and honor a two bits. It's going to be so dope, you know, even, even when he's gone, you know. People are still going to be trying to, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's an honor. If, if, if I ever get to be Mr. Two Bits, we need, that's, to, get, we need to start a campaign. I mean, if you die and you're a part of like a, a university, like University of Florida's tradition, like you, the way you did, like that's 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 legendary, bro. Like you can't you can't pick the die no better way. Hey, Mob, we're going to get you to be Mr. Two Bits. We're going to start a campaign right after this. No, nah, I ain't trying to be Mr. Two. But All right, I'll do it. I'll do it fine. Can't do it that good. Uh, I'll wear the khakis. You know, I'll wear the the shirt. I'll do it, Ahmad. I know you, you don't wear those khakis. I'll do. You already. I don't even have thing. to buy any clothes. I already got. Yeah. Them all so you got that outfit in your closet. That's right. That's what I dress every day. That's what I dress like every day. Then uh, you put on. Then you put on one of Tiger Woods jackets. The Masters jacket. That's right. 
I need to show you guys the new jacket I got in a couple of days. It uh, got leather on it. No, it doesn't have leather on it. <laughs> kind of jacket. No, no. Although, like on the elbows, like an elbow pad. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds pretty tacky, man. Hey, we we get into some defensive line talk this week, so let's get my man Sharif Floyd on here and kick it with a legend. Yo, so we got my boy Sharif Floyd on the line. Sharif went first round, 23rd pick to the Vikings. He's from Philly. Man, you from Philly? Tell us a little bit about Philly, man. How, how, how was it coming from Philly as a what? What you were seventeen years old, eighteen years old? Eighteen when I graduated. Yeah, and, so uh, I left straight from there down to Florida. But Philly, rough city, you know, beautiful place though, up and coming nowadays, and uh, a lot, a big historical place now. Yeah. So, so how was it coming from that, from something like that, to a little town like Game? Gainesville, man, and, and, and continue your football career. Gainesville might have might be a small place, man, but it has so much to offer, just in terms of football alone. But outside of that, um, I love Gainesville, man. It was a uh, it was the best decision I've I've, I've made as an uh, athlete, and uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. Hey, Sharif, what made you decide on on Gainesville and decide on Florida? Well, I was down between Ohio State and uh, Florida, and uh, Urban Meyer, and at the time, uh, the offensive line coach was uh, Steve Vidazio. They came up to uh, my high school and sat down with me, and the conversation went on for probably about two hours, and afterwards, I committed and showed up. You know, Ohio State wasn't a thing, but uh, I got down. Jay Howard was my, uh, he was a defensive tackle at the time. He was my host. Oh, yeah. And, um, uh, I just I just like the way the, the D-line moved, you know. Like, I know it was uh, a lot of D-linemen came through there, a lot of D-linemen tried to get it right. And nowadays, it actually, we got more D-linemen in the league than most of the most SEC schools. So we, we definitely turned the tide on D-linemen in, at the University of Florida. And I'm just glad, I'm just glad knowing I, I played a part in it. Uh, was it a culture shock coming down to, to Gainesville? I mean, from Philly and, you know, obviously coming to, to – northern north central florida what was that like and what was that adjustment like uh I'll tell you philly is just a tough place to grow up um just like uh chicago detroit things like that um but other than that you know coming down to gainesville where violence is always a thing everywhere you go but just being able to focus uh on football and on uh grades and school and stuff like that just kind of kept my head out of the uh, streets and things like that, you know. So it wasn't hard to transition at all. And then getting around your teammates and all those guys and everybody fighting for the same goals and things like that, you know. Uh, we really didn't have time to get in trouble down to Florida. Hey, right. Floyd. Oh, go ahead. Floyd, let me get this question in before we move on. What, what was the de-recruitment process like? I know you, one, you guys' recruiting class was one of the best recruiting classes and you guys came into a loaded roster, a loaded team that was winning national championship. What was that process like coming into that locker room with all those Lions? The process was uh, honestly for me personally, it was it was something it was brand new, you know. But I was I, personally, I just embraced 
what the workload that was going to be in front of us. Um, but aside from it, we just came into a situation where, like you said, like uh, kids before us, they, they've been winning. T-Bow and them guys, they've been winning. Guys that was a part of that, they're still on the team. So it was just a process in terms of waiting our turn. You know, they were juniors and seniors, and they were on their way out the door in terms of fighting to play longer, just like the rest of us. Um, a lot of people just couldn't see it that way at that age. I mean, and at that time, but uh, me personally, I did, you know, so I didn't take nothing personal from it. I just, you know, I wish we all could have uh, seen what we all wanted sooner and, it, you know, made it a, a smoother transition. But at the same time, that was also a transition of going from Urban Meyer to a new head coach, you know, so it was just an era change. I don't think nothing uh, really came up negative about it i think uh we all still love each other you know as a family what was it like i mean there's a there's a lot of talk about urban meyer as a recruiter and you know being one of the best recruiters in the game what is it like to be recruited by him and you know what what does he say or what does he do to make you feel comfortable and you know make him such a good recruiter um just in terms of football when he sat in front of me and spoke football and told me you know, the things he can do for me outside of the things I can do for myself as a student athlete. Um, I would play for that guy any day. <laughs> I don't know what he does, what, you know, he don't need to pay you nothing. He talk to you, tell you exactly what he's going to do. And his work is proven. Like he wins championships. Um, I don't know if it's because he spends 15 extra minutes on special teams or what you have, but uh, I don't know, but I'll play for that guy any day. Man. Uh, so, so then obviously if it, you know, you, you probably had an unbelievable relationship with him. What was it like to go from him then to, uh, to Will Muschamp, which is a guy that you probably didn't know really well. I mean, I don't know how you know much you were recruited by Texas, but you probably didn't know him very well. What was it like to, to go through that transition and then play your final two years with him? Uh, I didn't know him really well. Um, going through the transition, I had actually only met him the day that he got there. But going through the transition, I think uh, as as the the class that we were, we were so eager to play that we kind of made it an easy transition because we wanted to show him how good we can be. Everybody wanted to be a starter. And, you know, we wanted to win championships. We wanted to show that we was a top class too. And not to say that we were trying to be better than anybody before us, but we were competing with every other class. You know, so um, with that being said, we just we just made it a mindset. We understood what coach needed to do, and we understood what the players needed to do. We controlled the locker room. We controlled our own situations. We stayed out of trouble. We looked out for each other, and we made it about Saturday uh, Saturday night. Hey, Sharif, how how you get when you guys were playing the Mustang? Do you guys have uh, I think it was the top, if not the top defense in the in the country, it was the top three to five. How frustrating it was not having an offense all the year with a, with a national championship caliber defense. You know, we we was asked that question a lot uh, coming at coming around the end of my my junior my tenth grade tenth whatever sophomore however you call it in college, um, and uh, it felt it, it all boiled down to we can't control it. You know, I think the year that we was out there, we, uh, my junior year, we played more snaps on defense than anybody in college football. But the only thing we could control is what that tape looked like. We couldn't we couldn't worry about why we back on the field or how we got there. But 
we got we got to take advantage of being out there. I think uh, the game I remember vividly was uh, the Georgia game. We had five turnovers, and we were down three points going into with like a minute or two minutes left in the fourth quarter. And it blew my mind because I didn't notice how how good defense was playing, and actually offense was too. And to, but just the little mistakes that we made throughout the game. But we just never blamed each other, you know? Like, we just, whatever you give us, you give us. Whatever we give you, we give you. Because it was at least two or three of those games that year that offense helped us. So we just, you know, we were just playing football that year. How how strange was it? And could, you, could you explain to us how did my man uh, Dominic Easley start this Chucky Doll tradition that they got the whole college world and recruiting world going crazy about it to this day? Hey, man, look, I'm the godfather of that man, kids. I love that man. <laughs> that, is, that is a great question for him, yo. You got to answer that. You got to hook us up and get, uh, get him on here, man. We got to hang out with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he's something else, man. I should definitely give that man a call. Yeah, so, for sure, man. So the first time you seen it, what was your what was your uh, – your your opinion on it? Like, what what would you think when the first time you see him come out with the Chucky Dog and start carrying it around? Oh, I had no opinion. You know, whatever he needed to do to uh, get himself ready for the game was, you know, that was Dominic Easley. Gotcha. That is a different cat, man. That's a different <laughs> you got to talk to that man to believe it. Man, it's crazy, too, because he's not lying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the crazy part. He was telling the straight. Straight, honest, truth. Hey, uh, Sheree, yeah. so uh, t- tell us what, what was your was one of your favorite moments in the swamp? Like, you'll never forget. Mm. Mm. I tell you, I love, I, it was a picture of me and uh, Dom and Muschamp standing in the tunnel. And my favorite games played in there was always Tennessee, South Carolina, LSU, the, in the the big SEC games, the rival games, because yeah. you never it, it always got as loud as it can be. Like and that's the only times I've ever felt my inside shake. Like and it just makes you want to go. Like it's a, you and to feel that as a Gator, that's what makes you a Gator right there. When you know what it's like to stand under that tunnel and mm-hmm. all those fans screaming and your body <laughs> vibrating and you just ready to show what you got. I'm trying to tell you. I'm getting, I'm getting chills right now, bro. I'm telling you. All right, I'm, I'm going to go deeper than that. You ready for this one, Reese? What you like better? A 3.30 game in the swamp or a night game in the swamp? Ooh. Oh, it got to be a night game. Night game in the swamp? Night game in the swamp. Okay, okay. Which one do you like? Uh, it sounds like you like the 3.30. Hey, listen. We used to get it in at, at, at nighttime, but... Man, get That's on that. dirty hot, man. You know, man. it's big now. I ain't big, though. <laughs> I know. See, yeah. You, you little out there. You, and you, you, you good. You the, you the last line of defense. Yeah, I was I mean, trying you to did your thing. I ain't going to no, take away from you. But yeah, you big, man. You know, we want that shade. You know, we don't need no ice in the Gatorade at night. Uh, I, I think what, I think why I don't like night games, bro, and, and you can you, you, you can vouch for me on this one, uh, Reed. Man, we have meetings all day long, man. Yeah, oh that's, my true. God. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We break it into we break it into free time after four. Man, after oh my God, you yeah. got time off, and then you got to go back to more meetings. I'm like, geez, Louise, okay. and then you got tutoring too. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, close. 
You got a little herb. You got to tighten up, man. You tripping? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Floyd, you follow? Do you follow the team at all right now? Um, I haven't followed as closely as I have over the past couple of years. Um, I think uh, mainly because I, I don't know many people on the team this nowadays. Yeah, I got a lot of a lot of the guys around your area like that right now. They're too like kind of busy themselves, man. I know how that goes. Uh, how you feel mm -hmm. about what Coach Mullins is doing right now? Uh, I think he's definitely turning the tide and everything that we all thought he was going to do, he's living up to it and some. Um, but he's he's the next uh, lifelong coach at Florida. I think he's going to he's gonna reign for, for a while there. And uh, I met him once, and he was a great guy. You know, we had a great conversation. Offered me my scholarship back for, uh, for academics. So, you know, we had a great conversation. But I think uh, me visiting is definitely going to be a thing. Like, he's the uh, the welcome uh, the doors are always open there, so there's never nothing to worry about when going to Gainesville. Oh man, I thank you for coming on and hanging out with us, man. We gotta get you down oh, to I the Miami game or something, man. Come come hang out with us and, and, and tailgate a little bit. What well, you do? Yeah, what I you up to these days? Uh, I'm in Philly right now, working on a uh, a foster home and a rehabilitation center for uh, athletes. Dude, that's awesome. Nice. Nice, man. Tell the people where they can mm -hmm. find you at. What's the name of it? Uh, well, right now it's still uh, in, in talks. I'm still working on it, but I'm in Philadelphia, uh, mainly North Philadelphia, and um, just born and raised in poverty. Born and raised, yes, sir. <laughs> Playground where you spent most of your days? <laughs> yes, sir. Basketball actually is my first love now. Basketball was before football. If you can't hoop, man, you, you ain't never let me see you hoop now. You hoop? Listen, I, I got a shot now. I might not be able to move like I used to, but I can shoot. Hey, uh, Shreve's on my team. Shreve was <laughs> just talking about I'm a really good passer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't shoot, but I'm good at passing. Standing in the top speed, I can speed you low. Hey, Reed, he going to pass the ball every time. About, yeah. All right, man, bro. I appreciate you for coming and hanging out with us, man. I really appreciate you. No, no problem. Anytime, man. Thanks for having me. All right, All right man. Go get us. Go get us. Yes, sir. Go get us. Sharif Floyd. That was fun, man. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. He, but we we go got to get Dominic Easley on here. We got to. We got to discuss oh, this. Chuck it all. Say all. some ratchet stuff. We might kick, yeah. get kicked off iTunes, but. Yeah. I'm with all that. I want all that smoke. Let's get into some shenanigans. It definitely might get us kicked off of, of iTunes. I was just looking at that. So he committed. I think he. I think he committed at the All American game, uh, that Army All American game. I was just. I was just looking through who played yep. in that game. You had Ronald Matt. Powell who played. You had Matt yep. Elam played. Remember Chris Martin? You know he was yep. a, a yep. recruit. He didn't end Linebacker. up paying out yep. for UF. Jalen Watkins was there. I was just looking through that whole thing. That entire thing was dominated by Florida Gators, man. Man, I'm telling you, what y'all don't know, a lot of people don't know. Jalen Watkins came in. Balling, you hear me? He yeah, that's what I heard. Man, he was balling. He, he had a you know an injury, an unfortunate injury, but he was balling. I'm gonna tell you another one. A lot of people don't know. I want to say you, you wouldn't have heard about Janoris Jenkins because that's crazy. But Janoris wouldn't have got as much playing time as he did if Jeremy Brown wouldn't have got hurt. You guys remember Jeremy? Oh Brown? yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Brown and his cornrows. Yeah, yeah. 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 Him and Janoris yeah. both was balling, they, but it yeah. was going in that. And he, yeah, I remember that. And that's I was uh, I was Jeremy Brown's host when he uh, like his 
like student host or whatever when he was on an unofficial visit. Dude, he has an awesome family. He was a cool kid. He was quiet, but he was a, a really nice down to earth kid. But I remember his freshman when he came in freshman year and I went to practice, dude, he was nasty out there. Yeah, bro. He got like three degrees. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He got like three. So I think all three from Florida, too. Yeah, yeah. He was good, man. I remember he he had these cornrows that had an unbelievable pattern in them. But dude, he was he was a good kid, man. I, I wished him. I yeah, I wish he's one of those guys that you just rooted for. But uh, yeah, did you just did you really just say a pattern? Like talking about like his braids, like, what, what do you want? To, what do you want me to call it? Speaking of which. I saw Silk today arguing with, with some people on, on Twitter, man. And I, I don't think he really was arguing because he was really right. I don't know where they was, was going with this. But in order to have Afro puffs, you <laughs> have Afro. All right? Let's just get that clear. Everybody, everybody who's listening, all right? In order to have an Afro, you have to have uh, – in order to have Afro puffs, you have to have an Afro. All right? You can't have a messy bun because that's called a, a messy <laughs> – like, that's called a messy bun. Like, like – uh, you got two messy buns, bro. Uh, hey, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll be right back, guys. I'm going to go Google what an Afro puff is. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's two, like, mini mouth looking puffs, man. But, uh, yeah, it could be any kind of puff. But yeah. it can't be an Afro puff. It's not Afro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay. It's not even that deep. I'm not even that woke. You feel me? It just can't. It can't be an Afro puff. It's that, it can be a cocoa puff. It can't be that. <laughs> so just just putting your hair in a bun. <laughs> you have an Afro. It's an Afro puff. Yeah, if it's basically. Afro. Yes. Okay, I got it. Man, there's some good one. There's some good looking women on here. Let's see. All right, Dan. All right, yo, flag just for later. Damn, you I don't think you're going listen to this show. Ah, just that one day she's gonna listen though. Ain't gonna be out of game. <laughs> yeah, I'll be on the. I'll be on the streets. Let's get, let's, get into, let's get into this uh, defensive line depth chart, man. Uh, this defensive line week, so we got to break it down and chop it up. I'm actually uh, – I feel good about our, our depth chart. Only The only position that, that may scare me a little bit is, is the buck where Greener's at because you only got – if one of those guys got – you, you got pretty much him and Moon. So if one of those guys was to go down, I think we could get into some problems. How you feel about the depth chart, Dan? Yeah, uh, strong, strong group. Uh, I think Greenard uh, and Zuniga uh, are going to have breakout years. I mean, I love Jonathan Greenard. I think that he's going to have a huge year for Florida. Uh, I like Concliffe. Um, I think uh, Concliffe. Uh, I think. I, I think the biggest question mark that I have is still on Slayton. Uh, I, you know, I think Concliffe and, and Kyrie Campbell can still do enough to to penetrate the line, but I really need Slayton to eat up. Uh, you know, two linemen, and I just—that's the one thing that I think really helps make this uh, this team and, and makes Grantham's defense. Because if he can take two of those guys, that's going to either leave an open linebacker or an open defensive end to be able to uh, to either go around the tackles or you know cut straight through the middle. But uh, I think a lot of this success of this line relies on somebody like Slayton or, or Conliffe really stepping up uh, at the defensive tackle role. I was just, I was going to ask you, so what you what you think about uh, Slayton? I mean, he and this is third year. I know when he first got here, they were saying he had weight problems and he was out of shape. He done had a year with under under uh, Savage. What do you think his deal is? You think he? I mean, I know he's talented enough. What what you, what you think is slowing him down? I, I couldn't tell you, man. Uh, for me, watching film, like I never get like he's just a space eater. He's not gonna. He's not like those guys like Sharif and Dominique easily had 
impressive get-offs, you know what I'm saying? Like, they would get off the ball and kind of push the center into the into the quarterback's lap a lot. I don't think he has that type of get-off. He don't get off the snaps that good. And I just think he's a space. He's a defense, different type of defensive tackle. But, I mean, my starting defensive tackle is probably Kyrie Campbell and Shuler. Yeah. I don't even have Slate. Oh, Shuler, too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I, I love Schuler down there. Schuler yeah. had had some really good games, especially towards the end of the season. I like Schuler a lot. I can, yeah. I can't believe I forgot about him. Yeah, I got to start it. You got, I mean, you got Jabari uh, Zuniga at uh, defensive end. Nose tackle, you got Kyrie Campbell. Uh, defensive tackle, you got Adam Schuler, and then I got uh, Greener at the Buck. That's how I'm got, about right. I think anything after that, I mean, you got Zachary Carter could play on pass pass rush situation. They. And move him inside, but he also plays defensive end, so they have that flexibility right there with him. As well as Con- Concliffe, too. He- he's good at defensive tackle. So I think the depth overall is real good. We got a lot of ro- guys that we can rotate and get some uh, fresh bodies in, but the buck position, like I said, scares me. I don't know who who else could play that position. Do you know if they're playing Chatfield at the buck at all, or he's just putting his hand in the dirt? I'm not, I'm not sure if, if- – I mean, it'll be it'll be it'll be good. If, you know, the more the more you could do, the the, the better, and that's for everybody. So it's uh, probably a deal body after after uh after Moon, right? It's probably gonna be a freshman. I think what it what it all boils down to is how how fast we can get the guys behind the starters, uh, you know, to 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 come on, uh, get them to buy in. <clears throat> Once we get a good rotation, then that's what that's what it's all about. If we get guys in in, in the heavy rotation, we get fresh guys in. Offensive line. I know the offense for a fact is not rotating the offensive line. That's, right. that's not happen. That's not gonna happen. We get some fresh guys in there and that pass rush all night, man. We can be unstoppable. I know we are gonna lock it down in the back end, but you know, and, and, and the vine in the twins and, and work together. You, you know, this is and this is that year for for Marlon Dunlap. You know, if he's gonna make an impact, this is his year. Uh, you know, if Florida can stay healthy and if they can have seven guys, seven eight guys that they can constantly rotate out and be healthy or be fresh. Sorry. Um, you know, I like Schuler, I like Conliffe. I like Greenard. I like Zuniga. I really like that four. And then after that, if you can keep even three of those guys and rotate in a, you know, a Zach Carter or a Marlon Dunlap or, you know, I don't know if Jalen Humphreys is going to play, uh, you know, however that looks, I mean, you could have some decent, yeah, Campbell. Uh, you could you you could add a you could have a pretty good group there. I just don't know that you know, like you guys were saying, if you know some of those guys go down, what that depth looks behind them. Um, you know, I trust you know that defensive staff though uh, to to ramp those guys up. But I'm excited to see what happens with uh, with Zach Carter this year. I know Nick Delatore from Gator Country is really high on him. Yeah, I got him as my um. My breakout guy this year on defense, Zach Carter. The, uh, we lost our number one pass rush in and Jakob Polite, and, and then we got the transfer and Greener to come in. How do you see that production being picked up uh, with him going? I, I mean, you still got a Zuniga on the other side, who, who to me is probably a more complete defensive end than Polite was. So how do you see that working out this year as far as production sack-wise and rushing the passer? You know, I think that Greener could have a better year not maybe not statistically. I mean, Polite just, you know, put up some big numbers, especially in sacks and enforced fumbles. But I think that Greenard might be a more complete player. Um, 
But, you know, Zuniga with another year in the weight room and another year of technique under him, I think our defensive tackles are going to be better just naturally than they were last year because it's the same group of guys that have another group of or another year and in, in another offseason. So I think adding Greenard in there, I think that he had a lot of great production at Louisville. I think he knows Grantham's system pretty well. Uh, I think that you could have a really big year from him. It may not, may not be statistically as strong for Greenard, uh, but I think his impact will be will be pretty prevalent on the uh, on the field all right let's get some callers on here and hang out so they got some questions about defense defensive line or shit life in general <laughs> we want to talk about life everything whatever you guys want to talk about yeah, you, you want to get a suit from dan you know some people you got I you do. i know some i know some people here and i know a guy in thailand now Dan is like a bow tie type of type of dude I got a couple bow ties, man. I don't, I don't pull it off as as well as I think uh, other people do. I got a long torso, so it uh, you know just leaves a lot of buttons, you know. So I'm normally a uh, an open collar guy. Okay, I got I kind of I got a tattoo right here, so I kind of like try to close as much as I can. It, it, it depends. Oh on yeah, yeah, no, I don't have anything. I just have a, a shaved chest, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got your hair peek over your over your shirt, like you're trying to look out. Yeah, yeah like like Austin Powers, yeah. <laughs> yeah just, just rock the Afro puffs on the chest, bro. No that, that's right. Yeah, I just tw- I'll just twist them up, put a nice little pattern in there. <laughs> How's it going, Stevie Miguel? Man, pull up. What's up, man? How much, man? How's it going? What's we up, hanging man? out, man? What's on your mind? Well, I got a couple questions. Uh, who do you guys think is the sleeper on the D line this year? I was just saying, my guy, the breakout on the scene is Zach Carter, man. I just think uh, he's been having a good year in the weight room. Uh, physically, he's looking ready. And throughout spring, he just the mo- was the most consistent guy. And he can play inside and outside. I think they're going to use him a lot on the inside, doing pass rush situations. So he'll get a lot of opportunities, man. So I got Zach Carter, bro. I agree. I agree. I think Schuler's going to come up big, honestly. Yeah, we were just talking about Schuler. Schuler definitely ha- has yeah, a sure is good. He's, he's definitely poten- potentially to to have a great year, especially since his, he's got those bodies under his bag. He's all right, so yeah, he had like Schuler got that that <laughs> energy. He got that Chico energy a little bit, man. It's a, oh, it's for a, sure. It's a strange energy about him, but it, it's leader and, and he bought business, bro. So I, I'm a big Schuler fan. I like him. I agree. Me too. Big time. I don't think uh, he actually killed people for real, though. I don't nobody, like, you know what I'm saying, either, believe that. Either. It's just the energy. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmad, who is the uh, best D-lineman you ever played with? Best D-lineman I ever played with? Ah, yeah. that's crazy, because I played with, <clears throat> play with Dad Harvey. Uh, well, he went, like, number nine overall or something like that. Dunlap. I, I played with Dunlap. I played with Dunlap. I played, shoot, I played with, uh. You played with Ray Mack? Nah, they, they was going before, before yeah, I got there. It was right before, a year well, before I, we got there. I, I played with Sharif. I played well, with E. I, 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 the list go on. I, I played with both of those guys. You do you play with uh, Jermaine Cunningham too? And, and I know that that's a name that uh, that goes back. But but when he was there, he was fire. He was yeah, he really was. really good. He had a combination. We watched the and, and dominating. Yeah, the, I mean I, I, the list goes on, and the most athletic. That's the biggest, the fastest. Dunlap, easily. Oh, for sure. My favorite guy I let bunch to watch play was Dominic Easily. I'm sorry, bro. It was just his get off. Same just, bro, I just <laughs> stare at the games like like you watching the team. I just watched him get off the whole game. His get off was just so amazing, bro. Uh, I think it was the most impressive get off 
that I've ever seen. Uh, it, 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 it was just so cool to watch all those young guys come in that were so highly ranked and talented. It was scary. I, I, they didn't know how good they, they actually were. That's how scary it was. You know what I'm saying? And we lost some games that <clears throat> we shouldn't have lost. I mean, we lost it. What? Mullen them beat us. They beat us 10 to 7, bro. We had them to, we yeah. had them to seven point, one touchdown the whole game, bro. Hey. And when we lost, I mean, we was losing stupid games. South Carolina, I mean, we couldn't even score. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, I'm blocked by Driscoll, so I feel that completely. But yeah, I think I am too, mind. man. <laughs> All right, man. Well, th- well, thanks for coming to hang out with us, man. We appreciate you. Hey, no problem. Appreciate yeah. that, dog. Good hanging out. Dope call. Yeah, Let's yeah. get these questions rolling. I don't know. Like I said, I like Easley. Dunlap, I like Easley. Just was amazing to me because he didn't even like football like that, man. Yeah, so he just... hated football. <laughs> they asked him like what his favorite like football team was, and he's like, I don't, I don't know. I watch cartoons. They didn't even know who Bear Bryant was, bro. He thought it was a cartoon character. <laughs> I'm telling you, the man, a whole character, man. He's a whole character. We gotta yeah, give him on stage, Miguel. Absolutely. I can try to, I, I can try to swing that. Hey, uh, hello. What's Pull up? up? What's Steve up, Miguel? Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, what a do, baby? Hi. <laughs> this guy. Stadium and Gale. What's, what's up? on your mind, dog? We hey, ain't out. What's going on? Um, first of all, shout. I just before we get into, I know you guys are doing some D line talk. I just want to say shout out to you guys because you guys are killing great content. Big three roll up, everybody doing a great job. So I appreciate the content. And a lot of the other Gator fans do it too as well. We appreciate that. Appreciate that, dog. Spread the word to everybody that ain't, that ain't on social media. Your friends, homeboys, aunties, uncles that not. Dude, I have Twitter. been like I have uh, all sorts of like um, I don't have a whole lot of Gator fans, honestly. It's just like my family, and I have a lot of FSU and Miami fans. I keep telling them to like, yo, know, like watch the big, listen to the Big Three roll up and stuff, and then like all the other podcasts and stuff. But maybe they're just not as passionate. They're not probably as passionate about football as I am, but. I'm trying. <laughs> There's yeah, no yeah. reason for them to be passionate so, so about football. What, right what, what do you mean? What, what do they watch? Golf or what? Like what? <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't. I mean, they watch football. They're just like kind of like kind of like casual fans. Uh, Guys, they, yeah, they, they cheer for fans. FSU and Miami. Obviously, they're not right. watching real football. Yeah, and then they like Duke and 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 you know basketball. You know yeah, uh, yeah, they're probably Florida yeah, State yeah. fans then. So what uh, you got in your mind, dog? Well, first of all, Ahmad, I was like 10 years old when I watched you and I'm a huge fan and I remember I just like had this like funny story I was like do you remember when Urban Meyer used to do those like Sunday morning like football shows or whatever yeah and on like the I think it was like Fox Sports or something like that and he said that Ahmad Black he was like who's the best player on the team he said Ahmad Black and that was like the first thing that like kind of occurred to me I was like like having like a DB be the best player because like the first thought when you're like Little was like quarterback or like wide receiver or some like some of those big skill position players. Like, oh shit, bro, my black he really is our best player. I didn't even think about that because you're a baller, bro. I'm a huge fan. So uh, shout I, out to you guys I, for getting them on the pod, man. Uh, I, hey, listen, man, I begged these guys to get on here, man, and they finally, <laughs> and, they, right. and, they, and they finally gave in. I, I was, I was, Silk was, was ignoring my, my messages, and, and damn. <laughs> Dan was alive, bro. Yeah, Dan. So I had to. They finally let me on. So, well, you guys got great diversity on the on the pod too, because like, 
you know, you're a former player and, you know, Dan's really knowledgeable about like numbers and stuff. So kind of able to be a really good host and bring some comedic elements to the show. So, but that, but that, Dan, is, Dan is the athlete of the show. So we, that's we right. That. Reed L. Anthony said it. Sharif Floyd's on my basketball team. <laughs> I like it. Like Yo. Yo, what'd you, you guys think of? Um, Let's go. What'd you guys think of uh, the two number changes? With uh, I know maybe some another call has brought this up because it's kind of a nah. big topic. Number one, baby, Tony and uh, Tony and uh, Henderson. Yeah, we I, talk- I like it. We talked about it earlier in the show. Um, I, I love it. Um, I, we already everybody kind of knew Hendo was going to get it, but we didn't know it was going to be two guys. So Mullen hit us yeah, with a surprise and handed to Tony, man. But I love it, man. You listen back to the show, you hear my impression of yeah. it. But Dan, what's up? No, you yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, you, you can listen. Um, you know, at the beginning of the show, we talk a lot more about it. But uh, we think that this might be an opportunity for Tony to, uh, hey, we, we're throwing a lot on you. We, we, we got a lot of uh, – we're putting a lot on your back, and now it's the time for you to carry it. But uh, we're, we're thinking that Tony might have done some stuff in the offseason to, uh, to ramp him up and elevate him into that role. Uh, he, he's been great on the field when he gets the ball, but obviously he's – He's been limited in some of the work that he's done. So either he's really shown out this offseason from a leadership perspective or we're really excited uh-huh. to see what, uh, what Dan's doing with him uh, when the season comes around because we're just not sure he's earned that number one yet. But that's not for us to decide. That's I completely agree because I was like my, my – because Tony's like last year, you know, we just kind of throw him like a bubble screen or something and kind of let him work. But – Looks like he's kind of put in that work. And Dan said that you need to be a baller to be able to get um, the number one jersey. So that just proves a lot. And it's kind of funny because my girlfriend, she doesn't know a whole lot about football, but she said her two favorite players are Henderson and Tony. And then they both get number one. I told her that today. She was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, Henderson, Henderson definitely deserved it. Yeah, definitely, yeah he man. definitely did. Yeah, I love Henderson. He's probably like, He's probably our best player, honestly. Oh, on paper, he definitely is. He was the most, probably the most valuable player last year. You consider everything he does. He had some, some, some game changing plays where he chased people down. He's just a hustler. He's a baller. Well, you know baller, he's the most valuable player on the team when he goes down and we get torched by Georgia from his backup. Yeah, so. and you 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 said that before, Silk. You said like you think like I've heard on previous pods. You said if that if he doesn't get injured, you think Georgia's that game goes differently, and I completely yeah, agree. definitely, man. We had two backup cornerbacks, and our starting safety was out. Like, people take it – like I mean, all of that – that's why we need depth. That's why we need to recruit and get the bodies in and keep it and keep it stocked up because – but if I start as the end, that game goes differently, completely different. Yeah, and, like, man. Mick Williams was getting tor- – like, I was at the LSU game, He was too. getting tortured. I saw, it, <laughs> getting- I saw, I saw it perfectly because we, we started Mick Williams for some reason in that game, and it was like they drove right down the field at first – uh, drive and dude, me and my brother were like, "What the?" He was like running late. He wasn't even getting lining up correctly and stuff. And we're like, "Oh my god!" And then of course we saw it. that was like a foreshadow of what to happen against Georgia. Yeah. So and I another thing too, I don't like the like the people give twelve a hard time, bro. And like he's on the field, you know what I'm saying? You can't you can't fault that kid for being on the field, bro. So yeah, if we yeah. ain't got nobody else better to put out there. You can't just hop on watch twelve out there oh, clearly because I hope he improves. I hope he improves. Yeah, plus, absolutely. He's got, and gray. he's got Torian Gray now, so that could change a lot of things. His technique can be completely different next year. 
I yeah. hope he gets better, but I mean, we got Kyrie. If he don't, you know, <laughs> we got other guys that are that are capable bodies that are a uh, high profile recruits that should be able to come in and at least be decent cover corners. You know what I'm saying? They're not getting smoked and mossed off the line and whatnot, man. So we'll see. Thanks for coming to hang out with us, though, bro. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, keep killing it. All right, I'll keep. I'll try to keep sounding you guys out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, do that, and we appreciate it, buddy. All right. You try to get a last word in, but no. Cam's quick on the trigger finger. Hey. Hey, man, that was a good call. I got like three fans out here. He's one of them. Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> catch up to Dan. What's up? He's like, I'm a huge of my black fan. I'm like, bro, you're the only person, dog. I'm like, hey, you and his old lady. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, she's gonna be my fan. I ain't gotta worry about everybody. <laughs> it don't even matter. matter. It don't even matter. I feel you. Hello, yo. <laughs> What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? What's up, Brian? What's up, buddy? Huge fan, listening since day one. So, who, who are you the biggest fan of? I gotta be honest with you. I grew up in. Uh, in, in Lakeland, in uh, in <laughs> oh, area, so I gotta say, my man, from Mile Black. Oh, <laughs> everybody says, man. I need about five, five or six more fans, and I can catch up with them. Ahmad's the one that gave the list of people we're gonna call. We're just calling all these eight, six, three numbers. <laughs> 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 Neighbors and shit. Oh man! Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I went to uh, cousins. <laughs> hey, Ahmad, I, uh, I played Pee Wee football at the Lakeland Gator, uh, and I went to Lakeland Highlands Junior High for a while. So, dope. We got to... so. Hey, listen, I ain't even gonna lie. I hope they don't take this the wrong way. Chris Rainey is the only black person I think ever played for the Lakeland Gators. All right, that's clear. <laughs> Chris Rainey. All right. I knew he was gonna this, be a this, this moment in Black history. It, yeah, <laughs> this, this, this damn Black history. <laughs> All right. Well, well, well I, I changed my favorite stadium. Miguel got it uh, to to White Dan. Then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> White Dan, Black. You, you losing fans, bro. You got you got to tread lightly, dog. The point is to, to catch up with Dan, huh? I can't catch up with Dan. Right. <laughs> See, that's, that's a, just add another uh, tick to my column there, bud. <laughs> You got a question oh, for us, man. dog? Yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, listen, I'm high on our uh, – I know a lot of people – Me too. Not, I know y'all talk about the D-line oh. tonight. But but I'm, I'm kind of high on our D-line. I, 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 like, I like the way they look. I like uh, – um, you know, I love I love to hire Coach Turner. Um, and I, I, he's a developer like like Coach Mullen likes. And so I, I think our line is going to be – our D-line is going to be legit this year. So what y'all think? Go ahead, Black. Man, I, I, man, listen. Our D line is, is is athletic. Uh, I think what I mean, what we brought to the table, we we doing nothing but uh, progress. Uh, you know, the guys that we got from last year has done nothing but progress. These guys in the weight room, they're hitting it hard. Um, the second year under Coach Mullen, uh, you know, these these guys, you know, we know we know what we're gonna run. We know the plays. Now it's just we got a policy. Now, it ain't about it ain't about getting them and, and doing it until we get it right. It's about doing it until we can't get get it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Call that coach yeah. talk. I like that. I like you, you know. I, I love. I'm, I'm a Shuler fan. I I, I think yeah. Big Adam's gonna do some things this year. 
and, he, and he, he, here's why, like, you know, Chauncey stepped up last year because it was a payday year for him. And he learned how, how to play the position he was in. And now he's getting ready to get paid. And I, thought, I think there's a few guys on our line that, that saw that. It was like, you know what? I want to hop on board that train and I want to do the same thing, you know, but. Man, I think, I think, I think, uh, I'm Howell Shuler, his mentality in a non-criminal way. He's a gangster, bro. Uh, I like the energy he brings yeah. to the football game, to the football field, to the practice. Anytime he's around, bro, he brings a certain type of energy. So I love Shuler, bro. I think our defensive line is going to have a, I think they're deep. I don't think we have that, uh, I'm going to say that, that, that highlight real guy, like polite. But as a unit, those all those guys are, are going to be solid. I mean, well, Zunia has first-round first, first round potential, so he could be that guy that could have a polite-type season. But if who, he don't, like, we already know polite. I mean, on uh, Zunia. Oh, yeah. Zunia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. However you pronounce Ooh. it. Unfortunately, you said I kinda it. No. Feel, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel that way about the Louisville transfer, uh, Greener. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I he's mean, he's in better shape when he first got there because when he first, I mean, he hadn't worked out in a little while, so I was like, oh, I don't know. But after seeing him spring, after seeing him like put some size back on, hit the weight room, I think he's gonna be back to him old, his old stuff and be productive. I mean, I don't think anybody right. thought polite was gonna be as good this year. I mean, I think that there was talks about it, but he had never been able to put it on the field the way that he did. So, I mean, you have Zuniga, you have Schuler, you have. I guess uh, Greenard as well, but then you also have, like, Conliff. Can he put it all together? I mean, you have some guys that could definitely break out of this group, and then, you know, obviously Zach Carter, who we talked about as well. Zach! Uh, so, yeah. So, so you have guys that could do it, uh, and they're all in kind of the same position that Plight was at, hey, they could do it, now they just have to do it. I, I just want somebody on that that's going to stand up like that, and, and, I love, and I love the energy that Plight brought. But I, but he, but listen, the slander. But he just brought, he took some plays off, and and, and I need, I need, we need somebody to continue to get after it on, on that edge and stuff. My other question is, Chatfield, do you think he gets a lot of playing time this year? I think he gets some tick, but I don't know about a lot of playing time. Like they're deep. I mean, injuries and, and, and attrition happens in, in football, especially in the SEC. So I think he's going to play this yeah. year. Yeah. But I don't I don't know how many how much volume he's gonna get with those guys. Okay. Him. He'll get some garbage time minutes versus Miami once we're up like forty. Right. <laughs> listen, but man, that that is listen that is a delusional fan base. Like, I I listen to all three of the big three roll up network guys, you know. Um, yeah. But that 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 listen Miami man that fan base <laughs> is delusional. Here's the other thing too. Listen, Willie's gonna. <laughs> Listen, I'm not an FSU fan or anybody like that, but I think Willie's going to put it on him this year. He's going to he's going to prove a point, and he's going to put it on him all to get his mm. heart broken again back in November. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, man, I, 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 I like I, I like I like I like I like. Yeah, he put a lot of faith in Willie, bro. I don't know about all that, but yeah, I would did. love it for 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 the state for for <laughs> Willie to go into uh, Miami and beat them boys. It would be a beautiful thing. <laughs> no, that would be yep. crazy, and I, I just like watching that game. Just because I used to like watching it growing up. It's still a cool game to watch. <laughs> I just get to make fun of somebody at the end of that motherfucker. So, yeah, it's not a matter. You know what? That's what I love about our coaching staff. And um, and I try to say this to Florida State fans. Listen, I live in Jacksonville now, so we got a plethora of Florida State and delusional Miami fans. But you really saw it in games last year when, like, like Miami was up, 
or Miami was down. They came rolling back. And you got the ball in the five freaking yard line with like a minute left. Why don't you, that's your rival. Punch that thing in. You saw Dan step on everybody's neck when he had a chance to. And that's, and that's what's going to continue to help us be the best in the state while Dan's, uh, you know, while we got Coach Mullen. Um, because he's going to step on the, the neck of our rivals. And we're going to do it to Georgia this year. So, man, I hope so. I hope so. Well, Brian, we appreciate you uh, hanging out. I appreciate you. Yeah, feel free to uh, give us a call back out, anytime. Bro. Right, man, thanks for All calling, right, man. bro. Go Gators. Go Gators. Yeah, man, you can't take my hands, man. Say what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you try to get woke. You try to get yeah. woke real fast, black and dog. Hey, you know, I've, I've got to get as many fans as I can in my corner before I select my music for tonight because I'm going to lose a couple, I'm sure. How did you guys not recruit? What happened? How did y'all lose Chris Rain to the Whites? Listen, blonde hair, blue eyes, man. We can't, can't keep him. And then us got blonde hair, blue eyes. Yep, Steady Miguel, man. What's going on? What you got on your mind? Andrew, what's good? What's up? Just hanging out. Just hanging out. So, what's uh, on your mind? D line. Oh, see what we think about it. I think defense line. We keep. I mean, we gonna keep because everybody's calling in and asking us about the, the D line. So we kind of saying the same stuff over and over. But we think it's a solid group, man. Um, a lot of depth. We think the production could still be uh, kept from last year with with Brandon coming in and also Zuniga being a force on the on the defensive line. Let me ask you a question. All right. Do you think the Abate jumps into uh, the rotation where he's getting valuable minutes as a true first? Freshman. As a true freshman, uh, yeah. let's see who who all you got there. You got Grenard, you got and Moon. No, no, I mean, Zeus put his hand in the dirt. He's strong side. He still hasn't proved himself that much, though. I mean, he got hurt, mm-hmm. know, but he still got to prove himself a lot more than what he's actually done. But you know, since. I think the only reason why I could see him, you know, become part of the rotation is because he did come in early. Mm-hmm. And he did get that experience. But if he didn't, if he came in like like Bogle, I don't, I couldn't see, I couldn't see that happening. But he's been there for the spring. He's going to be there for the summer. You know, so he might, here's, he might. Here's my thing. Uh, I think he does, man. I think just just because out of we're going to need him to. I think Moon hasn't, I don't want to, I'm not saying he's going to get injured, but history says that he's not going to be healthy. He hasn't been healthy. He wasn't healthy for the spring. So I just think yeah. at a position we have Greener, Moon, and then it's kind of Diabati. And I think at some point we're going to have to rely on him to at least get some, and for sure pass some rough situations, get out there and get his hands dirty and get some experience. So I think he plays. I don't think he get no starter minutes, but we're gonna see him quite a bit as a freshman. I don't think he red shirts. I could I could see him playing just because depth in that position. I mean, there's only two guys really in front of him besides Moon, but just depends, you know. Got to yeah. that. But uh, hey, yeah. I got I got some questions for you guys. What's up? All right, all right. This one's for Dan. I got, <laughs> I got one for all of you. All right, this, this one's for Dan. Uh, looking, looking at the uh, looking at the roster and um, looking at the success we got from last year, I know, know we lost a lot of offensive linemen, but uh, 
I think Dan's one of the uh, the best offensive play callers in America. Like I, I don't I don't know anyone that could be better. I mean, I'm sure there's there's people that might be a bit better, but you know, he's probably one of the best. I mean, could you see this team uh making a championship run if we get the offensive line right? Uh that depends. It depends on healthy, um how healthy they are. I mean I think on offense, I think they have the guys. I think it depends on. I think it depends on a few things. If if Franks can continue to progress the way that he did the last three and a half games of the year, uh, and then as long as they can stay healthy, uh, and then as the off- as long as the offensive line is serviceable, I, you know, I think that they should be able to put up points. They've got great running back. They got great tight ends. They got great wide receivers. I think on defense, they've got some questions at safety. I think they've got some talent, but I think there's still some questions there. And I think there's a, a few questions that they still have at linebacker. I think that they've got talented players, uh, but I'm just – I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think that they could – there is a chance that Florida could go undefeated this year. I'm concerned about Georgia. Uh, I'm concerned about maybe Auburn. But outside of that, you know, LSU always has a pretty good team. But outside of that, I mean, Florida, you know, with some coin flips could go undefeated. I don't know if they're talented enough to stand up against an Alabama or a Clemson yet. I think that Dan Mullen's a great coach, but I just don't know if they're there just yet. So uh, I'm going to probably have Florida going 10-2 and two, uh, this season. I-, I think they're still a little bit away, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I... I understand that. Uh, all right, next question. This one, this one's for Silk. Um, I personally have been hearing a lot of stuff about uh, Bowman, and that you know we're back in it and we still got a shot. I mean, do you have anything on that? And uh, is is Dexter is, is is he just a lock at this point? Is he here to stay? Uh, I'll never call anybody a lock in, in the world of recruiting, dog. You know what I'm saying? I feel real, real good about Dexter and the way he's been carrying himself and not his, uh, throughout this recruitment. He's been uh, straightforward with the coaches, uh, straightforward with the whole process of when he's going to take visits, who he's going to take serious. and So I, I'm cool with where he's at right now in his recruitment. I think he's solid. Uh, Bowman, bro, I don't – you know what I'm saying? Like I'm hearing some things. But I don't want to get into it, man. They absolutely they are recruiting them, um, but everybody's saying, "What if we have a big season?" Shit, Clemson can repeat, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know yeah. if a big season is where it's going is going to flip a player like Bowman. Uh, I don't think that's the answer. We got to find a way to, to recruit guys like that. But I don't know if a big season is because I got Clemson in my mind to have another big season as well. So I don't know how we trump that momentum they have. With 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 a, a good season ourselves, you know what I'm saying. But they're yeah. still recruiting them, dog. And I'm still hearing like they still feel like they have a shot at them. That's what I'm hearing from from the staff. Yeah. Even if we don't get them, I mean, we still got what we got. Pierce, which I mean, I know you. I've I've been listening to the podcast. I know you guys really love Malik Davis, but I I, I love Pierce and I I love how hard he runs, and he he runs like a bulldozer. I'm very high on Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce is is is, is probably my I, I like I like Malik because Malik brings something different to the table than than all of those guys. But I think Damian Pierce is an elite running back. Man, there's a reason why he was committed to Bama at one point in time. He's an SEC Georgia type, Alabama type running back. So I like Damian Pierce a, a hell of a lot. Yeah, we all really like him. Yeah. 
right, all right. Last, this, this is the last question. This this is probably the longest one for uh, Ahmad. All right. So since you were recruited at one point and you know everything that like goes on with that kind of world and everything. Oh shit. Uh, so so here here's the question. Uh, I've looked at like Georgia's uh Georgia's roster and they got like twenty something five stars. All right, not just Georgia, but other programs as well. I mean, do you think programs like that pay recruits? Because I mean, like, like uh, the day after he signed Nolan Smith, the last year's or or yeah, last year's number two rated recruit or whatever, he posted a picture with like a brand new 2018 Ford Raptor, and those things cost like like a lot of money. I mean, I just what's what do you think about that? Man, to be quite be like completely honest, man, I don't know nothing about that. Uh, I know when I was at Florida, and I know how how Coach Mullen is now. They they do it the correct way. Uh, we definitely, you know, we don't we don't we don't fool with all that. Um, I know you guys probably heard the take back stories with you know the '96 players and stuff like that. So we we have we have uh, courses, and they have guys coming in and talk about that. You know, I mean couple times a year i mean honestly so man i i, I don't even want to get into that you know because that, that's none of my business uh, i know just at uf man we don't we don't partake in all that we just go out and play football and, and do stuff the right way yeah i feel you i feel you yeah even if even if uh like black new and, and like like it's just a certain code like you just gotta live by this ain't no zach smith stuff like I, I like I think I like what Zach Smith is doing. Like he does a podcast, and I think it's dope. But I think in this industry and in this business, you can't. It's a lot of dry snitching that's going on, on from some yeah. of these former players or coaches. And I think it's corny and 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 somewhat unethical. You know what I'm saying? Like if that stuff went on behind closed doors and you kept it then, like to benefit from it now or to to out people now or even spill those type that type of business. Like college football, illegal stuff go down, dog. And I just oh, think yeah. it's a reason you don't see none of the players or, or any stand-up players really talk about it. So, and and I also don't want you guys to think that it's everywhere and it's like all the players like it, it's no. not as prevalent as you guys oh, no. think. Like, no, that's uh, not that crazy. Everybody thinks that there's just hundreds of thousands of dollars that is just like oh, changing what, hands for people. Yeah, that's yeah. just not that's not yeah, how that's this thing goes. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and see. That's what's happening at Georgia. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, if the NCAA is listening, George is definitely doing that. The rest of the rest of college football isn't, but uh, it's not, it's not as big. It's not like the way that you think it is. Um, you know, there's some stuff that that toes that line, but a lot of it, to be honest with you, is not even cash. A lot of it is, hey, I need you to help look out for my family. I yeah. need, you know, if my family's gonna come all the way across the country to watch me play play football. What kind of help can you get me to help me connect to, you know, jobs or employment agencies and that kind of stuff? It's not, you know, these huge checks. I mean, I know that, that sounds super sexy, but that's just not it's just not realistic. Yeah, it was a time when we was getting the best recruits and we just gotta win games and, and keep and get and we need to get better recruits on campus. We can, our excuse for getting out recruiting can't be their pen, you know what I'm saying? Even if they are, I mean finally do that shit too, you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, All right, dog. That's, that's, it's just tough, man. You know, but you know, we, we gonna compete. We Florida. We always gonna compete. You know, yeah, oh, we yeah, gonna pull yeah. beat shit out of Georgia this year. None of that shit gonna matter. Hey, when we pull yeah. smack the shit out of them. And my my prediction for that game is like thirty four seventeen. Like, Oof. like, we just we just I feel like we gonna stop them. And and Miami game, 
shoot. It's gonna be like fifty-five to ten. I like that energy. I like, I like that. I like, I, I, I like, it. I, I don't, like I listen to uh podcast just because you know I, I like to be informed and everything i i want to support you guys but um oh yeah i i don't i don't understand the confidence from any of them like they're fans this is a fan yeah. show like coming off <laughs> coming off last season come off the four and what seven eight season i wasn't confident at all i was just like this is a year i'm not having any expectations like i'm gonna i'm gonna cheer for them and you know whatever yeah. happens happens but like I don't understand how, you know, you can go from that and then flip flop to you know we beating everybody. I I, I, just, I just can't listen, bro. Listen, let me tell you something. Eight twenty four, we're gonna wake their ass up. It's gonna be a rude way. Oh. We're gonna wake their ass up, man. And they they gonna figure it all out from there. They gonna fly banners. They gonna fly firemen and whatever they gonna do, they'll figure it out after eight twenty four, man. Appreciate you for coming on and hanging out with us, bro. All right, thank y'all. Hold be down, good, dog. Right, bye. <laughs> My dog said bye. <laughs> Ta-ta. <laughs> let, let's get this. Let's, let's get. Let's get this on on the record, man. We don't say <laughs> we got swag around here. Talking about here, Gator fan, and then he got the phone said bye. How you bye. say bye? <laughs> how, how you say bye, Mar? How you how you get off the phone? All right, bro. I'll holler at you. <laughs> All right. Stop. I, I, I right, say boy. one. I just picture him. You say I, one. I just picture him <laughs> when he said bye, and like I feel like he was waving when he said it. <laughs> Dan, Dan says, "Zip it up and zip it out." Ta <laughs> uh, ta for now. Then, <laughs> then how you say bye, Dan? I just say I just say one love, baby, and I'm out. <laughs> oh my no, God. I just. What's going on, fellas? Uh, yo, yo, what's up? We hanging out with Steve Miguel. Man? What's up with you? Not much, man. Can't call it. This is uh, Blair. What's up, Blair? What's going on? What you got on your mind, dog? Not much, man. Shoot, man. Uh, just wanted to call in, tell you guys congrats on the show, and uh, talk about the upcoming season a little bit. What you got on your mind? Appreciate it, dog. Appreciate you for hanging out and supporting us, man, and calling in to kick it with us. Well, that's shoot sure, shit. Man. Appreciate you guys putting out that good content. But uh, I guess first, how bad do you think we're going to beat Miami this first game? We smacking the shit out of Miami. You already know how I feel about that with my energy. I don't even, I don't lose no sleep thinking about it. I don't, it don't even cross my mind to even listen to Kev's shoulder to get some some scoops on it, bro. Cause I just think we're going to smack the fuck out of them people. It's a bad first game, dog, for to, to learn how to coach, be a head coach. Yeah, I, I, I feel just the think, same way. I just think it's tough, man, for these uh these d- defensive coaches to just hop on somebody's team and, be, and, and, and learn offense and, like, coach up the offense. You know, no disrespect. I, man, Coach Strong is one of the best coaches I ever played for. And no disrespect to Coach Strong. Coach Strong ain't, you know, don't know too much about offense. That means you got to get a good offense coordinator. All right, boom. Okay. You get a good offense coordinator. All right, now we got this offense coordinator in the game. Oh, yeah, by the way, we don't even know who's going to play quarterback. All right, we're going to figure out who's going to play quarterback. But by the way, we don't know who's going to block for him. Now you see that the, the snowball effect that they got they just, over there. Yeah, they're going to have a quarterback battle going way into camp. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just snaps and reps that I don't think, you know what I'm saying? They got some talent. The, the front four is talented. The front seven is talented. They're not bums. They, they, those guys can play some football. So they're they going to they gonna come in and be rowdy, have some adrenaline going at that first quarter. But that shit going to settle down. And when it all settles down, man, I just think we got we're the better coach team. We got the better athletes. And we're going to be better prepared. We're in the second year in our system. 
We'll be clicking, baby. I agree. I want to see something like 41 to 3. I've been talking a lot of trash, so Woo. if they don't back it up, I might have to disappear for a minute. Everybody come, everybody come on here and say they don't know how Miami going to score. So. Uh, they, they, we hit them for a 41-3. I bet I hit that from Miami for a long time. Uh, you know the first thing they're going to say. For a long time. So, yeah, for <laughs> a long time. I don't care nothing about y'all. y'all for um, a long time. Y'all, I don't care nothing about none of that. Because remember, y'all barely scored in the swamp. Last I time. think they, they, they feel, they feel uh, the repercussions of losing that shit from me on the timeline than they do the game. You know what I'm saying? They don't even care about the game. Yeah. They're like, damn, bro, we lose this shit. Silk like a fool. And they absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they know correct. that. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely know correct. that. I got time. And they go, you think they've been mad at me on Twitter? Let us <laughs> hey, Miami fans, let us beat y'all 41-3. I don't care now. About you. What are your feelings? Hey, oh, my God. King Shades is going to record another video just for the other uh, loss. <laughs> <laughs> I've been seeing dude. I've been seeing dude on there with, with, with them, uh, them plastic glasses. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you got the movie theater 3D glasses. Uh, no, he the fake, the fake smoke, the yelling. I, I didn't know if I was watching a wrestling promo video or what. I thought many, I thought many Diaz directed it. He liked wrestling too. Dude, and he dropped it at like four in the morning. He pulled like a Kawhi Leonard, right? Dude, uh, shit, four in the morning. Hey Blair, got, bro. Hey, yeah, I was gonna so, say, Amad, so, I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead, bro. I was gonna say, so I went to UF from 08 to 12. Um, and one of the liveest games actually was that Miami game when we played them back in 08. Uh, what would you say is your, I guess, most memorable game in the swamp? Shit, that one. I remember, bro, like. That game was live. Man, we was trying, I remember just trying to check, check calls in the, in the game, and I couldn't check anything. I, like, almost had to just be in a major helmet, like, almost two feet away from him for him to even hear anything. I mean, the checks were bro, just. Bro, that was the so loudest hard. game I've been to. Yeah, it was, it was one of the loud, loudest ever. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, it, it was crazy, especially that was the second loudest game I went to. I think the first loudest was that South Carolina UF game where they uh, where they blocked that field oh, goal to the end kid? the game. That that yeah. was literally the loudest I've ever heard anything in my entire life. Because they kick it, there's like a really brief pause of like no sound, and then all of a sudden that place just erupted. But that LSU game was wild. Dang. Yeah. I would say for me that Miami game was one, and then Tebow's last game in the swamp uh, versus Florida State. Oh yeah, that was dope too. Yeah, that was a dope game for a lot for a lot of reasons, man. It was just it's um, the end of an era, bro. Yeah, it was Florida State game. It was Senior Night. It was a lot it was of my night. last game in the swamp. I get you. Yeah, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of tears shed. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Real. I don't know, like who's the player that's going to use to do their homework after Dan was gone. Yeah. I don't know why I wasn't invited. Now that I think about it, onto the field. <laughs> nah, damn, you ain't shake that many hands. <laughs> nah. Well, all right, man. Thanks for coming to hang out with us, man. For sure, man. Appreciate the time. We appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it, dog. Already. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm happy. I'm having a good time as always with you guys, man. Let's shoot, let's shoot the shit real quick about the young D line. Uh, Dan, you want to yeah. get into that? Yeah, no, you got uh, you got three guys, right? You got um, you got Phillips, right? Jalen Phillips, the defense, defense tackle. Ta- defense tackle. You got Chris Bogle, and then um, and then uh, um, uh, shit. What we're talking? Oh, and then Muhammad Diabate, right? So you got the three guys, and it's then you so have Andrew wrong. Chatfield. Right, who's a redshirt uh, freshman this year? We think they're going to play at all. I mean, I like Bogle a lot. I just don't know how much 
playing time he's going to get this year. And they gave him a man at number 97. I just don't know about that. But uh, we think we're going to see a lot from those guys or – I don't. I I would give the the tip to hand to uh, maybe the Abate getting some in. Yeah, he got there early. Uh, Bogle did put on some impressive size. He's been working out this offseason. so he, he looks like he got a little bigger. But the closer you get to the ball, it's hard to play as a freshman, man. So I don't. It, we got Lloyd Summerall as well out of late. Oh yeah, Lloyd Summerall. Yeah, yeah. So I, don't, I think him and Lloyd might catch the red shirt this year. But the, those yeah, two I think guys, Summerall's at least two years away. Yeah. Uh, I like Summerall a lot. Um, and I think that he could have a fine career, but I think he's, I think he's a couple years away from playing. Yeah, it's, a, it's tough to, to yeah. come straight out of high school and play D line. And but guys, that's good. Yeah, that, right? yeah, man. I mean, if you got to sit two years, man, sit two years. Really, that's if you rest, yeah. right, that's one year. Yeah. You know, yeah. Everybody, everybody want instant gratification, you know. But if I tell you you're gonna be good in two years, and you, and you just be patient in those two years, you got to do it. Hey, if you, know, if you, you go in and you're not. If you go in and you're not prepared and, and you get beat a lot or you get pushed around and your confidence starts to go down, it's really difficult for you to be able to bounce back from that. Man, screw the confidence. I mean, you put out bad tape. We don't want to ever want – the worst thing you can that possibly too. put out bad film. And I, 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 that, that can – I mean, that's like shooting your own self in the foot. You should, you just snitching on yourself, really, putting out bad film. Yeah, yeah. And, that's and, why and, I just I mean, never shot wanna... the ball in basketball. Yeah, you want to be like, uh, you want to have the depth anyway. When you're not, when, when you got to put freshman guys on, on either line of scrimmage, they play in the trenches. Like you got problems unless you got a phenomenal blue chip player that's just, right. uh, you know, what I'm saying, just that type of guy. But nine times out of ten, like freshmen, if you're young in the trenches, you got problems. Yo, yo, Stacy Miguel, man, what's going on with you? What's, what's on your poppin'? mind, dog? What's going on, y'all boys? <laughs> Hanging out, damn, bro. I'm, um, I thought I was a little bit too late. I thought I done, uh, I thought I done killed myself for a second, bro. I woke up two minutes into the interview. I'm like, damn, I'm a little bit too late, bro. I, I done did it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you in this thing? You hanging out? Oh, what happened? What's going on, man? What's up, Black? Uh, What's Dan on? Up? Oh yeah, man. You know Dan on this thing, man. Just kept my <laughs> cowboy hat ready. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't listen to the last. Don't listen to the song, bro. Nah, I, I can tell you ain't gonna like it. <laughs> it's, nah, I'm, 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 hey, I'm a, I'm a South Florida boy, man. I'm from Broad. Oh man, I, I know you ain't. Oh, uh, there you go. Hold it down, nine five four, baby. Hey, not, <laughs> hey, I know for damn well. I'm in this. All right, uh, all right. You, you said my language. You, know, you probably never even heard the dude who, who, who probably sing this. Never song. did, bro. Ain't from that side. Of, ain't from that side of Broad, Dan. Uh, he from Corey uh, Springs. He's got that's his own little county, bro. Oh, he from Corey Springs. Hey, hey, Dan. You ever been to the swap shop, Dan? Oh hell yeah, I went to the swap shop. Hell no, Dan. Hey, wait, which? <laughs> hey, there's two swap shops. You're talking about the one down in uh, in Fort Lauderdale, the one in uh, Margate. So no, nah, I'm talking about Sunrise. I'm talking about Sunrise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to go down there all the time. They had the, uh, the movie theater right next door to it, too. But I got, uh, when I was in movie like, theater? It was a drive-in. It was a drive-in, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I got some, uh, I got an airbrush t-shirt there one time. Uh, <laughs> what else did I get? I got like, those Cuban link uh, necklaces. I need to send you guys a picture of what I look like in like 7th or 8th grade. Go back, man. Go back. You got to tell us what you got airbrushed on your shirt. Please. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. God, I'm trying to think. It was a phrase like it was a group of friends of mine. Um, shit, I'll try to find it. I got a picture of it somewhere. 
Uh, let's pause that conversation and, and let me get the picture. <laughs> all, uh, all, shit, what was it? We got uh, a headband. Uh, do, a headband? Yeah. What the hell y'all about to do? Play, play uh, dodgeball, dude? Dude, I told you we That's would play basketball, trip. but I would not. Oh, I would play, but not really play. I would pass the ball. <laughs> Damn, you, you from Broward? I told you, you I looked from- apart. I had fresh Air Force Ones. I had the oversized Air or, um and one shorts. I had the cutoff shirt. I had the the headband. Did I look like I was ready to play? I could throw down a Rutgers, but couldn't shoot for shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Question for us, bro. Uh, nah, man. I'm, I'm, um. I see that y'all was talking D Lyman this week, man. So yeah, we just kicking. I, I, I see we looking. Yeah, we looking pretty good, man. We, I, I see we looking a little bit better than last year. Um. I like the pieces that we got kind of going there. My only curiosity, bro, is is really uh, David Turner, man. That's my only yeah. question mark, man. I see the players rallying around him, but you know what I'm saying. I, I kind of want to see what he going, what he going to bring this year. Go ahead, Black. My, well, my I, I, I I I can tell you off a rip, man. Um, David Turner, in my in, in my opinion, he, he's coached with Dan Mullen before. He's he's got some big names into the NFL, so his resume is legit. He's put some first rounders out there. And I think he can develop guys and do what Dan Mullen needs him to do. His knock against him coming in was probably going to be his recruiting. And he's been knocking that shit out of the park so far. So uh, that was the knock on him. Like they said, everybody knew he could coach and he could develop, but his knock was going to be recruiting. And he's doing pretty good at that right now. He's definitely not the weak link. So I'm liking David Turner right now. I have no quarrels with him. Mm-hmm. And pretty much, too, um, yeah, go ahead, Black. You have something to add, or Dan, y'all have something to add to that about uh about David? No, I just I I, I just know that you know the type of the type of guys we allow in this program is is kind of pretty much similar. Family type guys who care about the program, care about the guys who want to work hard, um, and, and and do the do the hardest hardest and best work they can possibly put out there, man. We don't want to put out no bad tape. Like I say, that's the worst thing somebody could possibly do is put out bad tape. So we got guys out here that's going that's going to teach the fundamentals on and off the field. Yeah, just one of the guys that Miles Miles Garrett was one of his defensive linemen, uh, number one selection overall, twelfth uh, overall selection. Fletcher Clark, Clark, uh, Cox was one of his guys. Josh Boyd, um, like his resume is legit, bro. So I mean, I don't think we have to worry about technique and, and, and fundamentals and, and 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 for his development and stuff like that. I think we got the right guy for that. Yeah. What you got, bro? Aside, aside from that, man, we pretty much probably got the same D-line. Everybody starting like uh, Zoo Campbell, uh, Greener, and all them boys. My only other questionable dude, man, is uh, uh, Moon, bro. I don't, I don't know how I feel about Moon, man. I don't know if he get passed up. Uh, I don't know how the staff looking at him since his injury. You know what I'm saying? They said injury can't 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 get you passed up, but it's looking real funny in the light uh, with the moon, and I ain't hear much about him this, this off season too. So yeah, he he's been injured. I was we were just talking about him as well. Uh, he's been having an injury bug, so he missed the spring because of injuries, and he just got to stay healthy. I think he'll be okay. He's gonna be a, a push, like a pretty much a pure pass rusher in my opinion. I don't think you want him setting the edge and, and being that type of guy, but I think he's a pure pass rusher. And if he stay healthy, he'll get some minutes behind Grant. He'll get some snaps, but yeah. it's gonna come down to health. That's why he missed the spring. Yeah, I kind of see Dale body passing him up, but um, Woo. all right, man. <laughs> oh, I know that, that's um, that's that's yeah, man. My over under, I like it. 
I, I'll take him. I don't know, man. Like, Moon just haven't been – since he's been there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's always that long, lean, athletic guy. But, you know, body types can only get you so far, man. I, I want to see what he's going to do this year. But, uh, hey, Dan, man, I appreciate y'all boys for calling me, man. Hey, Absolutely, man. Thanks for hanging out with us, bro. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just waking up and everything. So, uh, I'm going to check oh, it out. Good. Hey, uh. Hey Dan, you got whenever you go back to swap shop, right? Either swap shop or the flea. You can't call it yeah. the flea market. When you go to okay. the flea or the swap shop, make sure you get you some mangoes. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> some mangoes and vinegar. In the cup. In the cup. I don't know. I don't know the Dan, next time I'm gonna go to Dan, the swap no, shop. No, but... no mangoes and no vinegar. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I do. Don't. Mangoes in the cup, bro. Cucumber. Already. <laughs> Already. All right, Appreciate you for hanging out, bro. Hold it down. Yes, sir. Yeah. Is that like the peaches in the cup? Like you used to have, like. Yeah. Have you ever been lunch? You like mangoes, Dan? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then you add vinegar. Yeah. Put it in the cup, Dan. I feel like I'm missing something here. Dan, you eat hot sausages? Yeah. Like out the jar. I ain't talking about the kind of come in a little pack in, in the plastic. And oh, no. No, no. I'm talking about out the jar, like open the jar up, the pickle sausages. Man, Dan yeah. ain't never been no candlelighted highs, man. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so please repeat what you just said. <laughs> Dan ain't never been no candlelighted highs, man. To the candlelady. <laughs> candlelady. I swear to God, the other day, I, all right, so listen, this is what, what I get to do. I get to tell my girl about the candy lady. She was <laughs> me so crazy. She was like, candy in their houses? And I'm like, babe, yes, like, candy lady. Like, she was like, do people let their kids go there? I'm not letting our, our daughter go there. And I'm like, I swear, I, I won't let her go outside. I won't let her do nothing. If she tell me, if she come in here right now and say, Dad, I'm going to go to the candy lady house, I'm going to let her because I know the candy lady going to. Go treat her right, bro. Absolutely. The candy lady gonna have everything you need there, Dan. She gonna have. She gonna have. I, I don't know what y'all call them down there. We call them scrapers, lily dillies, flips. We call them lily dillies. Ah, uh, oh, the them. little thing in the in the cup, the Dixie cup. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. We call them scrapers. Yeah. All right. All right. Then you got. Then you got your hot sausages and your pickle eggs, Dan. Yep. You got pickle eggs, Dan. Are they the, like the things in the jar that are like red? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go, Dan. All right. No, I've never had one. She got now and later. She got all the candy snickers. Oh, again, Lone Boy, Tico Sticks, all yeah. that, man. I understand. I, I understood one candy that you guys just said, and that was now and later. Oh, uh, you, you never had Lone Boy? Pause. Then, yeah, I was just going to pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Corey, I've never had a Lone Boy. <laughs> I see what you guys are doing in your free time, but I'm sticking away from Lone Boys. <laughs> You're right here, little Nas X, huh? Hey! What y'all like? I don't even want to get on that. Yeah, it's not. Leave that alone, man. Because it's sensitive people in that in that world, man. I just don't want. Hey, let's cover these. Uh, this is recruiting update real quick, man. Uh, we got a commitment out of Cocoa Beach offensive lineman Richie Leonard, three star. Uh, I think he's vastly underrated. I think he's uh, he's a he's a low three star, but I think he's pretty. High three-star, low four-star type talent, 6'2". I think he can play center or offensive guard. How you feel about him, Dan? 
I like him. Um, you know, he still has a lot of development ahead of him. I'll, I'll take guys from Coco all the time. I like the attitude that they have. I like that uh, the attitude that they want to get out of where they're from. Uh, I'll take that attitude anytime. Uh, I think he's good. You know, yeah. the offensive line is just so tough to project. So yeah. if Hevesy thinks he's good and he can develop him, then I'll take him. And I, I just – offensive line is just something that I have such a difficult time – you know, giving an opinion on because you can watch their tape and yeah, they look good, but that's usually because they're playing against really shitty people. So, um, you know, if, if Hevesy thinks he's good, then, then I'll ride with him. He's got good size, but, but that's all I really know about him. Correct. He was a former, uh, commit to the university of Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, decommitted. That's our third guy from Kentucky that we took. Yeah. We just pretty much slapping them around on the trail. Yeah. His commitment, his recommitment came down to us, uh, Florida state, Tennessee, Kentucky, and I believe that's it. Yeah, those are the ones that round off his recruitment. Um, Florida State, after he visited there, he had some crystal balls rolling for them, but it didn't work out for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Dan Muller was able to come in. And and my man, Heavy C, going to get a certain type of guy knows his type of guys, man. All of them ain't going to be the, the yeah. big, high-profile type of guy, but he's going to get them. He's going to coach them up. And we're, they're going to be solid football players, man. But I still like where we stand with the offensive line with, with our recruitment. Um, Isaiah Walker decommitted. From South Carolina, he's a guy we's chasing and really want. He's playing on the side late in the cycle. I like our chances with him at offensive tackle. Um, I'm forgetting some names, man, because we got into it with a couple other linemen that we have a great chance with, but I'm forgetting some names right now. It's getting late. But also we had decommits from my man Jaheim Bell, a guy that we recruited uh, out of Valdosta, Georgia. We recruited him as an H-back three-star. He decommitted he, he, he it. I think he ends up probably at South Carolina. He's a guy that we can replace. Uh, he's an yeah. H-back, about 6'2", uh, versatile. I like him as a freak. He's a freak athlete. Yeah. I like his build. And he was just at the Nike opening. And, uh, through, throughout these camp process, he's been having an issue with, with separating okay. DBs if he line up at wide receiver. And then when he goes to tight end, it's just so many big tight ends. He's just not really standing out. So... I mean, I think he's a replaceable guy. It's a guy right. you want on your team. He's a good football player, but he's a replaceable guy. Yeah, I really, I mean, I liked his tape um, a lot. And, I, you know, I know that he kind of exploded uh, at the end of his, I guess, junior year uh, onto the scene. And I think he's a good player. Uh, you know, it sucks to lose him because I really did like him. And I'd like Florida to get a little bit more uh, cemented there in Valdosta. But, uh, you know, I know South Carolina really wants him and they've been putting the pressure on him. And yeah, it sucks to lose a. It sucks to lose him, um, especially potentially to South Carolina. But like you said, Silk, uh, just reading about what I heard, you know, I think finding that position for him would have been tough. Correct. Uh, one of the guys we lost, also lost was a decommit, uh, three-star defensive end out of Lakeland, Florida, Lake Gibson High School. Uh, he's a pass rusher. We got a guy in that position the week before, and then we just lost one. I don't know if, if him decommit opens up us maybe trying to go out there and pursue Chance Williams or somebody else. I'm still waiting on to get an answer back back from that back as far as that with the staff because I don't know what their board is like there. But he's a guy that I know they did want to keep in the fold, but it was just it, it's just been something that's been cooking for a while and everybody been kind of expecting him to decommit and open things up. Yeah, I think I think Joseph Morvin Joseph. I think he's going to probably go to Tallahassee. I, I think he's fine player. Uh, it, it sucks to lose a guy. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think Florida, and I don't want to put the guy down, but I think that Florida could upgrade at that position. You know, I don't, oh, absolutely. you know, he's, he's a fine player, um, you know, and he's in Lakeland, but I, I just, I think that Florida probably will 
get a better prospect than him. Uh, you know, certainly wish a kid best of luck. But, you know, of the kids that Florida has lost, you know, they still have, you know, their their core intact of what they need. Uh, so I'm not sweating any of the guys that they've they've lost. Yeah, I think uh, both of those guys, I think we, I think we ultimately we, we upgrade at both of those spots. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, that both guys we lost at, at H-back or wide, whatever you want to call him, uh, that mismatched wide receiver guy, I think we upgrade at both spots. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. I know a few things. We'll see. Yeah, then, I mean, we're, we're, looking, we're looking good. I mean, I, you know, I, I, Florida needs to get uh, probably a couple players on the defensive back uh, position, you know, when they lost – Joel Williams. Uh, they got that kid from Texas that we talked about last week, uh, but it seems like they're upgrading a lot of these spots. And, and I like where Florida sits. Now it's just a matter of keeping that product good on the field and, you know, just stepping up. But, you know, I don't think Florida is ever going to be a top two or three recruiting class. They think they're going to get their guys. And those are the guys that they're going to want to develop. You know, I think Hevesy's the type of guy that's going to go after a lot of three or four road grader, you know, three or four star type road grader guys that he can develop that he sees size. And so that might, you know, hinder them. But Florida sits what, number seven, number eight right now in the country. So, uh, you know, Florida is, is upgrading. They've got a bunch of good prospects. You know, Wingo, uh, they got a couple weeks ago. Powell, they got a couple of last week. So I mean, they're, they're upgrading a lot of these spots. Gervin Dexter is should probably be a uh, – probably be a five-star. So, you know, they, they've, they've got some really solid prospects. I'm not really sweating any of the guys that they've lost as far. Yeah, shout-out to Gervin Dexter, man. He went out there to the opening. He put on an absolute show, man. Um, at 6'7", the things he could do, the way he's running and moving, it's impressive. And, like, this is what I don't get about recruiting. I don't like to hop on the rankings because I really don't care about them all too much, man. I'm a football player, and mentally, you know what I'm saying, I just like to see – I watch film, look at offense, and kind of figure out who can play football. But for a guy like CC Jefferson, who also a Gaylin shot to CC, for that type of prospect to be a five star, uh, a little undersized, a little scrappy, didn't really have the measurables to really this a first round or a top three round draft pick, and for a guy like Durbin not to be it's just like it's highway robbery, you know? That kid got first round draft pick written all over him. I don't know who's watching football and who's evaluating people, but if he ain't a five star, shut down the whole process. Yeah, he's he's good, man. Yeah, I don't uh, I, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be a five star. You know, I think Anthony Richardson probably did a really good job uh, of of climbing the ranks uh, from his showing at the the Elite Eleven. Which, by the way, uh, I know you guys talked about it on your last podcast, I think, um, or it was a different one that I was listening to. But they're talking about just how they are ranking uh, these Elite Eleven guys and the fact that the players uh, ranked the Elite Eleven is crazy to me but um but i think anthony richardson is probably due for a uh, for a, a a jump in his numbers too uh for for his rankings antoine powell i think is good i think Derek wingo's gonna mm-hmm. gonna climb the ranks you know johnny brown yeah johnny brown hasn't been doing much i haven't seen his name as much uh but you know some of these guys that they have i think uh lamar goods i think his his ranking's gonna rise uh quite a bit I think that Richard Leonard's going to have his name uh, go up a bit. I think Jonathan Odom uh, is going to go up quite a bit, uh, and I like Mincy too. Uh, I think that his his um, uh, big Mincy fan, yeah, big Mincy fan here. So you know, I think that Florida right now is sitting in a pretty good spot, a pretty pretty full uh, you know class in terms of of meeting a lot of where their needs are. Now they just need to go back and and kind of fill you know some of those gaps. But you know, I like the foundation of what they have right now. 
Oh yeah, and the other guy too I had offense. I it was slipping my mind. I said I forgot is uh, Marcus Dumerville's offensive line. Oh yeah, trying to get it on, and, and they're feeling like they're getting their foot in the door there. So um, that's another offensive lineman. So offensive yeah, I saw Richie Leonard. Got, uh, yeah. Richie Leonard was recruiting him on uh, on the timeline today. Absolutely, and I think a couple other guys on the team are already friends with him. So we got a nice solid class of like middle middle range guys. If we get those top guys like Isaiah Walker and Dumerville on campus, who I think are one A one B as far as offensive linemen in the state. So we get in on those two guys. I think the class rounds out pretty good in the trenches. Defensive lines looking real good. Yeah, you know, I think this class finishes five to eight, and I think part of that depends on some of the rankings of these guys, and then I think part of that is going to depend a little bit on just how they finish uh, throughout the end of the year. You know, on putting the talent out on the on the field, right? And if they lose anybody else, they might be able to go after a couple players uh, that you know they might not have otherwise gone after. You know, that you know either graduate early, go to the transfer portal, whatever. But uh, you know. Right now, Florida is only sitting at 75 scholarships, so they've got to. They're going to have a big class, so naturally, they're going to probably be ranked pretty high. But if they can fill that class, that fills that needs. I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe they can be a top three, top four class. Yeah, I don't even want to just fill that class with the recruiting class. I think we could fill that with some transfers. The way this portal yeah. shit work, I think we can still recruit the portal and get some guys out of there that can that can not just you know what I'm saying. I don't want to take guys just for the numbers' sake and just fill no, I got the you. Spot. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't think just because we, we, we got these that we just bring in like 40 people just because, right. you know what I'm saying? But it's been a dope show. I know I might always get quiet when we do all the recruiting stuff. He ain't with all this, man. And I don't know about that, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, so all I'm, good, dog. Uh, about this recruitment? I'm just not, I, I'm not into hip to the new style with, it, with these guys. Yeah, it's all I'm, good. It's hard keeping up with these prospects and whatnot, it's hard, man. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard. So, I commend you guys. I can Another Fight episode, fellas. Dan, what's this? What's this shitty song you got for us this week, bro? Oh my god, Dan. Oh man, I'm excited. Hold on, hold on. I mean, I mean, people, yeah. I like, we like to get some advice or some quote. I mean, I mean, I mean people up with some with, with a little advice and quote because I was arguing with my homeboy. We like to argue about who dressed better and whatnot. So I had to tell him, it's not what's on you, it's what's in you, man. I can put on some follow all this shit and still pull what you pulls off. So it ain't that's, what's on you, it's what's in you. That's that's Chad Johnson's motto too. Absolutely. Shout out to Cinco. And that's and that's what she said. So by the way, um, oh, I see you, dog. You got me. You caught me slipping. Oh man, it's kind of what's on her end. What's in there? A little bit. Uh, I hope it ain't in there. So, <laughs> all right, let's move on. It's getting weird. Uh, <laughs> damn, what you got, bro? We listening to? What, hey, what you listening I, to? Hey, Silk. I know you've listened to to Tyler Childers a little bit, so I feel like we're gonna go Tyler right. Childers. We're going to take it to White House Road. I think everybody's going to like this song. If you didn't like my song last time, listen this time. And if you don't like this song, then you can come at me. But I, I think that you guys are going to like this one. Um, it's it's good. It, it slaps, as kids say. <laughs> Thank y'all for pulling up Stadium Miguel, baby. And we'll see you next week. All right, man. See y'all boys, man. And, and ladies. Shot eyes late in the evening when the sun sinks low, 
That's about the time my rooster crows I got women up and down this creek And they keep me going and my engine clean Run me ragged but I don't fret Cause there ain't been one slow me down none yet Get me drinking that moonshine Get me higher than the grocery bill Take my troubles to the high wall Roam in the river and get your fill We've been sniffing that cocaine Ain't nothing better when the wind cuts cold Lord, it's a mighty hard living Damn good feeling to run these roads Try to tell me red Keep this living and you'll wind up dead Cast your troubles on the Lord of Lords Wind up laying on a cooling board But I got buddies up White House Road Strutting when my feet hang low Rock up whiskey gonna ease my pain And all this running's gonna keep me sane Get me drinking that moonshine Get me higher than the grocery bill Take my troubles to the high wall